Before we get hit with copyright yeah. problems, I about to say we about to get sued. <laughs> Disney, Disney don't play, man. Yeah. I, I once bootlegged a Disney movie that my mom asked me for. They sent a fucking letter to my mama. Oh shit! Yes, a cease and desist. Wait, how did you? I'm serious. How did you bootleg? What, what I downloaded it off the internet like a torrent site, Pirate Bay, to oh, be exact. Oh shit! Yeah, and they caught my ass. They, they sent it her. to the house. Yes, huh? the IP. Uh, I think we oh. had a com. I don't know if it was Comcast, some whatever our internet service pro- provider sent a letter saying oh, you have this Disney content. Uh, dispose of it and blah, yada 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 or legal action will ensue. Oh, they shit. got scared and they never asked me for shit again. But I kept downloading stuff. I didn't care. Damn, <laughs> that's scary, man. It is, man. Disney don't play, dog. Yeah, Disney does not play. They, they about to take away all their content anyway yes. once they get their new streaming service. Oh man, <laughs> the game about to be it's about to be dry out on these streets. <laughs> they taking over, man. Disney is taking about, over, dog. They, they about, don't and be. Beyonce is at the helm of it. Yeah, they about to knock on everybody's door, take their Lion King yes. tape. <laughs> you only allowed to have Disney products and Beyonce albums in your house from now on, man, because <laughs> Beyonce's taking over. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They don't change the name to AB. Bay C or whatever the fuck they changed the Twitter <laughs> handle to. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You that see was, that shit? Yeah. No, what? The, the ABC Twitter handle or uh-huh. Twitter account changed their name to A Bay C and said that it's a Beyonce Stan account now. I'm here for it. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had to bump in with some Lion King, man. As everybody knows, the uh, second biggest black anticipated movie next to Black Panther (laughs) has now released officially. Um, I'm hearing some lukewarm things about the movie, man, but we can get into it a little bit later. Uh, have you seen it, Jasmine? I haven't, but I was gonna agree with you. I've heard some some very uh, subpar reviews, Ooh. so I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I can't I, lie. Ooh. I heard nothing but bad reviews, man. Yeah. I seen some people that haven't seen seen it yet, but they're like, "Oh no, I don't care. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it." But yeah, I haven't seen nobody. Regardless. I haven't yeah. seen nobody walk out of the movie theater like, yeah, that was so good. And I heard Beyonce was terrible, man. I heard she sounded like you could tell she was reading the script with her finger on the line. Ah. <laughs> I hate that up. I'm just no. <laughs> shit. According to the album, I was yeah. listening to a couple skits, uh-huh. and it didn't sound the same. Really, it, it sounds terrible, dog. Yeah, even Childish Gambit, just from the little shit I heard. Like, hey, Nala. <laughs> is that you? And then I, I heard Simba. Simba, is that you? I heard that part. Yes. I'm like, oh no. To be fair, uh, I think it'll sound better in the movie. 
Yeah. But it sounded awkward for them to put those skits in. In the middle. And, yeah, and, during yeah. the album. Because, okay, you're listening to Beyonce and you're listening to Childish Gambino. And then you hear them acting like uh, Nala and Simba. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Actually, pretty soon. But let us get into the introductions first, man. We got a lot to talk about and not a whole lot of time. So, we're going to get right into it. Um, of course, this is the Gems and Juice podcast, man. My name is Ryan Rocket, and I'm joined again by the freshly tapered up and okay. this man working with some dog. You got to explain the seashells in your damn hair, man. Yeah. I, I, just, I like the style, but the, the clam shit's kind of worrying me, bro. Tr- What's going I'm on with to, that? I'm trying to get a little earthy. <laughs> <laughs> I mess with it. I no, had those in it, my dreads at yes. one point. Yeah, I'll just try something different. <laughs> just want to try something different. Okay, I'm okay. Tired. Sometimes I, I get tired of the same shit, so I like to experiment a little bit. Okay. You so, getting some attention from the ladies, man? Are you, you uh, getting nervous? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a couple, couple, couple looks, couple okay, looks. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. so, so how you been, man? How's your week been? Um, Week been cool, man. Just been chilling, just working hard. Of um, course. Getting everything together, man. Okay. Trying to keep up with um, all this Lion King shit. Oh man, it's, it's you can't escape it, man. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it blow over quick. Yeah. <laughs> and of course the lovely Jasmine joins us as well, being worked like a slave, but <laughs> luckily made time for us, girl. How you been? Good, good. Thank y'all for you know making time and pushing the time back. Now me and Figure over there hurting our backs playing air hockey. I heard y'all. <laughs> yeah. I we, heard y'all. <laughs> <laughs> And then we played ping pong and I worked up a sweat, dog. Yeah. It, it's certain times when you realize you're washed. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck happened, man? You don't even realize how it happened. Mm-hmm. You realize it when you get in shape. You're like, you put in all the work. But when you get yeah. washed, it just hits you one yeah, day. Yeah, and when you start doing shit, and it's like, God damn, my back. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I moved to my new place. Yeah. And um, right by is a park. And um, I went for a walk. I went for a long walk, actually, just walking around a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I tell you the next day, my knee was hurting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never had knee problems. <laughs> but my knee was actually hurting. Where I'm like, damn, my knee hurt. Like, to the point, I, like, I wasn't sure if I had to go to the doctor or what. Like, my my knee never hurt. Yep. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm washed. I can't even, I, it ain't like I went to the gym. And, you know, ran on the treadmill. Yeah. All I did was walk around in the little park. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah. I I'm learned washed. that when I played pink. Actually, I helped my uncle move the other day. Well, a few weeks ago, too, and I realized that. I'm like, <laughs> I was so super tired after only a couple things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. man, I got to get back in the did gym. Did you at least get paid? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Man. But my uncle drove all the way out to Clear Lake to help me move a table. Oh, okay. so I so owe him one. Yeah. yeah, so I had to drive that far. So yeah, yeah it's all good. man, I, 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 I'm scared to ask anybody to help me move in Houston, man. If it's summertime, yeah, like that's not even fair, man. You better <laughs> off getting movers, yeah, which is their job to do that and pay them and tip them. Yeah, I don't help a couple homeboys move, man. Just because it in felt July. right. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, people move and not everybody can afford movers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm healthy enough to do it and I feel okay, like I'll, I'll bust a sweat for the homeboys, man. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> but, but see, in Cleveland, it's cool because it, it don't get that hot like that, like yeah. here. But here, it's not even fair, man. Yeah. Like, I ain't even moved shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was wore out. Like, oh. I, it was hot as fuck. It was humid. Like, it wouldn't. 
like it's not even fair to have somebody do that shit for free. That's true. You you gotta be a real friend if you help somebody move. Yeah, Ash and I haven't moved on purpose because <laughs> we used to move like every year into different places, try to get closer to the city. And we would always hire, move, like try to get everything together as much as we can and then hire movers because, you know, they get paid by the hour yeah. or they get paid, you know, a certain amount of time. So we would try to, like, gather everything together and then set the time for them to be there. So they already they don't have to do nothing but move stuff to the truck and then take it, you know, take it to the new place. But, That's true. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this topic, man. So like, like, <laughs> yeah, stay focused. Jasmine, how you doing, girl? How's your week been? I'm good. It's been good. Um, we have Columbia Fest on Sunday, so if okay. anybody's interested, come on out to downtown Bagby Street, Dallas and Bagby. It'll be okay. lit out there. Gonna be some fine ass women out there. Yeah, of course. Is it easy to get like Colombian women or uh, Spanish women here, like during those times? I don't know, man. Don't know. In Cleveland, it's like a thing going around saying how it's it's damn near impossible to bag a chick at the Puerto Rican festival. That's like the main thing. Like yeah. people used, we used to always try to go there to get us a Puerto Rican chick, <laughs> and nobody never su- successfully bad the Puerto Rican chick yeah. at the festival. So uh-huh. I wonder, is, is it like to say? I know it's more diverse here, so you see a lot of mixed couples. I mean, but do in you Cleveland, really? You never, you never get nobody at the festival. But do you really ever pick up anybody at a festival period? That's not really a cool hooking up spot, is it? I don't know. But I'm not cool. I, mean, I don't if, you go, if you're going for the women, if you're I, going to try to see some good looking chicks, well, to and that's see your them, goal. Yeah, of course, yeah. but I'm talking about like picking somebody up. Yeah, I don't really know people that go specifically for that purpose, but I know people that have met people there and they've, you know, talked for a while or still dating now to this day. But it's not like a motivate. You know, that's not the the reason why they went to the festival. They had other reasons for going. Okay. But okay. Yeah. But anyways, uh, other than that, yeah. I put out the Texas playlist on Seven One Three Day. Did I you listen? It. I did listen. I, went, I was waiting for I your review. Give us a grade. Give us a grade. Look, huh? I thought it was actually pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Good job, good yeah, job. There were a couple of nitpicks here and there. Mm-hmm. I thought you could have chose a better Maxo Cream song than the Take K song, but I mean, uh, it's it all good. Yeah. At least you put Maxo in there. So We're trying cool. to get a good variety, yeah, you know. Yeah, but right. shout out to Ari, uh, my friend Ari. She helped me um, put it together. She helped me with the tracks. She helped me um, create the uh, cover too. So, okay. shout out to her. Yeah, no. Cool. Good job. Good Got job. I expected that. to see 16 Travis Scott songs. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I purposely wanted to make it, you know, we tried to make it as to where if you listen to it, it's a day in Houston. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. So, did a good job. Good Thanks. job. I'm excited for the next one, too. Yeah. So, be looking out for that one. It'll come out in August. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, um, shout out to our 100 follower on Twitter. Oh yes. yeah, we finally got 100 followers. Who was the 100th follower? I don't know who it was. Uh-huh. But probably um, a bot, a Russian bot. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it took us we'll a long it. time to get the 100. Exactly, I'll take yeah. a bot, man. Yeah. So shout out to whoever followed us. Another thing, we never really talked about this, but our two year anniversary was last month. Was it? Yes, it was. The Jim Juice podcast started sometime in June of 2017. So, yeah. yes, it was Damn. our two year anniversary. We drinking right now, so I guess we kind of celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, happy anniversary to the podcast. Late anniversary. <laughs> fuck it. Yes. 
Damn, that just kind of squeaked past us it a did. little bit. Well, fuck it, man. We gearing up for the 100th episode. We at yeah. 80 now. Yeah. So we going to have a big party when we hit 100, man. So for sure, man. We, we, we saving it for that. We definitely, yeah. We yes. definitely got to have some people come through. Definitely. <laughs> so, man. Yeah. Let's talk about some new releases first, man. Uh, I guess we'll start off with Lion King. Because we already bumped in with it and already started talking about we'll it. start with that first? Fuck it, man. We'll yeah. save the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So let's get yeah. this out the way first. Uh, Beyonce <laughs> dropped her, um, I guess, I don't want to call it a soundtrack because the movie already has a soundtrack. It's basically what Kendrick tried Kendrick did for oh, Black, Black Panther. Yeah. Beyonce did for The Lion King. She made an album kind of a compilation type of album called mm-hmm. The Lion King, The Gift. Yeah. Um, Beyond is filled with skits from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well as uh, new songs from Beyonce, features from Pharrell. She put her daughter on there, Blue Ivy, Jay-Z, of course, Childish Gambino's on it, Tierra Whack, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of 070 Shake. Uh, a lot of people... Um, I listened to some of it. Uh, I wasn't really looking forward to it. You know, I have my own reservations about the whole Lion King thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Y'all were shitting on me about that. So we, yeah. I'm definitely going to uh, get my props for that. <laughs> but um, going back to this uh, soundtrack, man, I didn't really listen to it. I knew what she was going to try to do. I knew she was going to try to do the Kendrick Lamar thing. And I didn't think she was going to be able to pull it off because this movie ain't Black Panther. Yeah, you can't. Of have, it's just not gonna work like that. But uh, did y'all hear any of it? And if y'all did, what did y'all think about it? So I have not listened to it into in its entirety. I've just been um, hanging out with a coworker like randomly, and she's been playing it and like showing me different you know things from and keeping me up to date with the video. But to be honest, um, what's the song? Can you feel the love tonight? Is that yes. is that the complete title or the official title to that song? I think that's really yes. long. Was that on? Um, I don't think that was on. Was that on the The Lion King? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was no. that on the soundtrack of Beyonce's? Was I, Was it on the GIF? I don't know because I don't think I heard was that, that the Beyonce one. song. I know. She I know she. That? I know she sung it in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I've I've okay. I've only heard like songs I guess that were in the movie, so I haven't necessarily listened to the GIF oh, okay. from Beyonce. Okay. But that. That song um, was my favorite of the ones that I did hear because I wasn't a fan of the single that she put out not too like yeah. a couple weeks ago. That single Spirit. flopped too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I didn't like the single, so I I'm still gonna go see the movie. Like I don't care. I know. Still gonna go see it, but I just haven't really been hearing that great of things about it like I yeah. would expect. I'm more honestly more excited for the Little Mermaid, but I think that I personally oh, like God. the Little Mermaid <laughs> better though. So. <laughs> We'll talk yeah. about that later when the time comes, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Figgy, what do you think about the or any of it that you heard? Um, I I listened to the whole thing. Well, wow. Yeah, I went. I, it was a struggle. I was on I was on my way to work when I was listening to it. So I was in traffic a little bit, so um, I got a chance to listen to it one time. But I really wasn't that impressed with it, man. Like I kind of figured. I think I put I put it in the group chat. I kind of figured she had maybe, or my guess was she had probably tried to do the whole Solange thing, try to be more earthy a little bit, mm. more African, I guess. And um, I guess it, I guess it was a little more Caribbean than like 
African. But um, I don't know. I just think it didn't stick. Yeah. I just think it stick. I th- I feel like she um, I feel like she used this as a um experiment to try to find a different sound for for a possible next album. Mm-hmm. And um. I don't know. I I just feel like it didn't stick. I didn't like the um, I didn't really like the Jay Z the song with Jay Z. Yes, I did hear that. That was terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I ain't like that. It sound too. I, I mean, I know it's a soundtrack, but it sound too happy. Mm-hmm. Like I I really wasn't feeling it. I uh I, I hate saying this about Jay Z verses, but. I really didn't care about the Jay-Z verse. Nothing stuck out to me in the verse. Oh, my God. I got to talk about that verse, man. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually Jay-Z drop a gem in it a little bit, but mm-hmm. nothing stuck out about that verse to me. Um, what else? Uh, I'm going through the songs. Like Yeah, like I said, it sounded a little too Caribbean-ish. I did like the, um, I did like the 070 Shake. Song mm-hmm. that song was kind of hard. I played that a couple times. I like her. Yeah, yeah, she pretty dope. I yeah, actually I like um, her sound. I actually ran across her b- by accident. I was once in a while I go to my title and just click like radio and just play and or I pick some type of random playlist and she played. So I'm like, oh, who the fuck is this? So I end up going across her old album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I ain't heard nobody talk about her. So I'm thinking now to discover somebody new. Yeah. And come to find out she was signing the good music. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. Did like, you hear her on Kanye's album first? I think that's I, where most people heard her first. Yeah. I think I, I really don't remember. Okay. But um, like I said, I ran across that. Per- I'm like, damn, this person different. Yeah. And come to find out she's from Jersey and everything. I'm yeah. like, damn. She used to be signed to Yes Jules. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yes Jules was like her manager or something. Mm-hmm. But, well, oh. yeah. Some, yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, I never heard of it. But anyway, that, that song was hard. That was, to me, that was the best song on there. Yeah. But um, to me, I, um, the brown skinned girl was okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the light skinned girls to be pissed at the song because <laughs> they talking about brown skinned girls oh, with nappy man. hair. So I, I can feel a protest coming. It's so. Beyonce. She's above that level. Nobody comes after Beyonce. The Beehive will always protect yeah. her. So. I mean, if people come after um, Kendra Lamar for talking about stretch marks, yeah, because that's Kendrick could, don't have a Beehive behind him. But yeah, at the same true, time, Beyonce is a light-skinned woman singing about brown skin. That was women. The, that was the other thing that kind of uh, had me scratching my head too. So I don't feel like anybody's gonna come for her. Yeah, Beyonce's protected. She's yeah, Teflon she on social media. I would be surprised if somebody come out there saying, "Hey, what about us light-skinned chicks?" Yeah, and you know we we was always teased for being white and all this other shit. So um, yeah, those are the only two songs that kind of stuck out to me, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't see nobody talking about this within two months. I'll give it two months max. Yeah, I, I, I that's probably giving it a little too much time. Yeah, yeah. Long yeah. Long yeah. yeah. Once the movie out for a week, people will forget this even happened. Yeah. Um, I did hear, I went out my way to hear the Jay-Z song. <laughs> um, I had my fears. I wasn't a fan of the Jay-Z and Beyonce collab album, really. Um, I knew that this song was going to be corny too, and it was Jay Z talking about explaining why he had the helmet on on a jet ski. That <laughs> shit was so Jay Jay. Okay, Uh-oh. I, I understand. Like Jay's my favorite rapper of all time, Uh-oh. but he's also like 
top five most sensitive rapper ever. <laughs> he really has to respond to every single thing on social about media. him on social media. Yeah. He has to explain the Kanye line for people who don't. He has to exp- explain the helmet. It was a funny ass picture, man. Just let it go. Don't talk about if I hit my head, I'm forgetting who I am. No, that that made it even worse. And another note about Beyonce, because I heard this song and she was. Is Beyonce like just a meme singer now, man? A meme singer? It meaning that all she sings about are like black Twitter memes. Because uh-huh. throughout this song, she was saying, I am a whole mood. And uh, what was she is saying? She, Big dick energy. Yeah. This shit's going to sound. Oh, the Lion King? Yes. Is she, is she the fabulous uh, singer? She, she kind of is, man. <laughs> like, this shit's going to sound terrible in two, three, four yeah. years, man. Yeah, because if you look at the, uh, well, I wouldn't say that, but like the Move Forever song. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna be saying move forever yeah. or move. Um, and I, I say I give it next year. Ain't nobody gonna be saying, oh yeah, that's move. It sounds like Beyonce like just scrolls down Twitter and writes her lyrics based off of that. Now, like, is this what she is? Because she's been doing this kind of thing for a, a little bit now. I yeah. want her to make more timeless music. Do y'all think that like? Backpacking off of that, do y'all think that certain celebrities, once they reach a certain stardom, like, for instance, like Eminem, we had the same conversation about him. Like, once you get to a certain stardom and you're kind of in your own little bubble, um, do you think that they purposely look out on social media and try to stay in tune with what's going on so they don't lose sight of of us, the, the normal people? So it's almost like they're doing that to try to keep up with us, but then it, we can tell that it's not organic at the same time. Yeah. Like. I- yeah, I think that's kind of opposite mm-hmm. because Eminem, that was his problem. He was like staying in the house and didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on. So he fucking making references about Tom Brady and um, Aaron Hernandez, yes. who been dead for how long? <laughs> or been out the league for how long? Mm-hmm. So that was his problem. He wasn't out enough. Mm-hmm. So he was like kind of late to the party. Yeah. But Beyonce is like, she, like I said, she's like the fabulous right now. Yes. Just use every trending topic and then kind of bring it up. Jay Z kind of do that a little bit. He don't do it as much. He does. But he, I think, I think people kind of think it's cool because it's like, damn, that shit just happened yesterday, and he put that in the song. Yes. So I think that's what make it cool. But when you go back to it, like if you go back to Jay Z album, the Madna card or the Madna. Um, Carter, Holy, Holy Grail, Holy Grail, Holy Grail shit. Yeah. When, you, when you listen to that, like he talking about Molly Cyrus twerking. Yes, oh my god! Like at that time, it was oh. crazy because she just started doing that shit, and he just dropped the album. Yeah, so it's like, damn, he talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like he just recorded this shit two days ago. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But now it sound it sounds so bad right now. Mm-hmm. It sound real bad. So I think I think that's how. This album gonna age like all the shit Beyonce talking yes. about, and I feel like there's a difference between rap and R and B in that respect. Yeah, I feel like in rap you can do that. Rap is more of of the moment music, but I feel like R and B needs to be more relatable towards regular ass people. And lately, all Beyonce's been singing about is like her life, yeah. honestly, and how she's living. And how rich she is and how mm-hmm. happy she is now. She don't give a fuck about the haters. Yeah. And that's rap shit. 
Like, yeah. you're supposed to be the biggest R&B singer of our time, possibly ever, according to your stands. <laughs> like, give us their genre of music. Don't cross over into rap and just it's kinda, basically sing rap now because yeah. it, it gets dated really quick. And this is what people are going to look back on when they say, People really put Beyonce next to Michael Jackson and Prince and mm-hmm. all these legends. Really, Stevie see, Wonder, she's see, bigger than them. See, that's why I can't wait until like maybe five. I give it five years. I was gonna say ten years, but five years from now, we need to go back and listen to um, her self-titled album <laughs> or uh, what was the last album she came Lemonade. out? With? Lemonade. Lemonade. Yes. Like, let's go back and well, listen homecoming to that now. Was the yeah. last album technically? Technically, yeah. that, yeah, that technically. was like the, the tour thing. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we need to go back to that album and see what it sound like. Yes, it's gonna be a whole bunch of shit that's kind of like, oh yeah, like remember that word we used <laughs> yeah. to use? And see, even like speaking from friend of the show Leroy, like the their biggest um, argument or the biggest thing that they you know stands of Beyonce can say that she doesn't have that one classic record that we're gonna go back to and just like really really just the world will be impacted mm-hmm. like you know like Michael Jackson had those records yeah, that she doesn't he have could. she doesn't have yeah, that yet rain. but yeah. not for everybody not for all cultures around the world yeah cause I could say that Irreplaceable and Single Ladies was pretty big those are yeah. singles though those aren't albums no 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 I'm saying like about, that's like a one song yeah I'm oh, speaking yeah. just in general just like one yeah. song or a track that relates to everybody worldwide and will be a classic for years to come that's yeah. fair enough yeah. yeah and see and that's why it's hard to kind of talk about this conversation because she got I mean yeah she got songs but like, if you go to a random person, like it could be an Indian person, you could you could tell them to name five Michael Jackson songs, and I guarantee they can name five off top mm-hmm. with with no research. If you go to that same person and say, "Hey, name me five Beyonce songs," <laughs> they might they might not get the five yeah. right off top like that. Yeah. So, um, to me, to me, I my personal opinion, I think that's clear cut that you know. Michael Jackson still got it as far as like yeah. more classics and you know. See, this is why they tried to cancel Mike. Yeah, they knew she was never gonna catch him. <laughs> they had yeah, to cheat. She, yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael Jackson had too many class. Everybody knew yes. Michael Jackson songs. You ain't even got to be a fan. And see, I think I think that's another thing that's not really fair because you got Beyonce fans. Who can name every song on the album? Be like, no, nah, that's a classic. This is a classic. This is a classic. But you don't have to be a Michael Jackson fan to, you know, to, uh, to not name that. some songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could be like, oh, I ain't really care for him, but I do know Billie Jean. I know Thriller. I know no, Beat It. I know Beat Pyt. It. Yeah. All those. Yeah. You could name quite a few songs without being a fan, a hardcore fan. I just realized something. We need to have Leroy and Jules on the podcast at the same time. Oh, we need to have a Beyonce war. Oh, wow. Once and for all. 
Is Beyonce a legend on the level of we, Michael Jackson or not? Or wait, not. wait, we should really do this. No, I'm serious. Yeah, let's For do this. For our 100th episode, like, we might yeah. have to do this. Yeah. No, we might have to do this in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I will, yeah, all we got to do is just lay that question out and yes. just sit back. Yeah. This, <laughs> this might be an eight-hour podcast, man. We might be three parts. Yeah. <laughs> we but, might have to podcast this separate. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need to have a Beyonce. Beyonce once and for all debate the biggest Beyonce stand and the biggest Beyonce hater. Yeah. So we definitely had to. We just talked to Jules too the other yeah. day and she, man, she, man. Yeah. So I asked her, did she uh, pre-order the Lion King album? Well, I'll tell you, she rolled her eyes at me so hard. <laughs> she also shitted, and we never talked about this too. The uh, before I let you go, she remake hates that, that Beyonce. She hates it. I heard, actually, I've heard a couple people um, lately say like, "Dang, that's not this ain't it. We still not playing it, girl." Oh, yeah. I think it was Joe Budden, man. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, like it's cute and all, but we still playing Frank. Uh, yes. Yeah, Frankie we, Beverly. Yeah, Frankie Beverly. We never talked about that. I thought it was kind of whack, honestly. My mom hates that song. I think it's as she should. <laughs> yes, if she grew up in that time, yeah, yeah she should. But hate she's that not song. the biggest Beyonce fan either, though. Like mm. she, she don't stand for her. It's. I mean, there are certain things. I'm not gonna say you can't remake that song because I think you can remake anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you gotta outdo it. Or at least take it in a whole different direction. They tried to make this more of like a dance song, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just kind of illustrates the weaknesses about this generation of music to me, honestly. Like, yeah. you, like, can, you throw a nice beat on it. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it's really the beat. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, trap snares. Take he made, he made a, that beat is nice, I can't lie. It's okay, I guess. I mean, it's lacking I mean, soul to me. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it I mean, soul. it was the best he can do with that. Yeah. type of song. I don't yeah. think nobody could do it better, but... And that song should not have a producer drop at the beginning, man. Yeah. I don't Take care if he produced it. These niggas it up. Is, yeah. no, That's you so don't disrespectful, put, man. It, it is, man. <laughs> Imagine somebody remaking a Stevie Wonder song and putting like a fucking uh, yeah. Kenny Beats drop at the beginning yeah. or some shit. Whoa, Must Kenny. Must have done yeah. People be rioting, man. Fuck, I hate that, man. Don't yeah, don't I, put that tag on there. Yeah, and the worst part I hate about this is the Beyonce fans pretty much trashing um, uh, Frankie Beverly. Yes. Like, he ain't do nothing. If anything, he cleared the song. You yes. I mean? So, like, not, like, nothing's going to beat that song. Unless fucking Michael Jackson go out and sing it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ain't, ain't nobody. Be, that's a classic. Happen, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm surprised it, it's going this long. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean. It I, was cool to sing it at the, you know, Coachella or whatever. But the way she pushing it, she pushing it as a single. I'll be honest, man. I feel like this is payola, the way this song is being pushed. I don't think people are demanding to hear this song on the radio (laughs) 24-7. But you listen to the radio, it's on there. Yeah. All the time. I wouldn't call it payola. I think it is. Shit, this whole fucking business is payola. But usually Beyonce songs can carry themselves. But I think this one in particular, Mm kind of like the Drake and Michael Jackson song. Yeah, no. You heard that a lot on the radio, but I never heard anybody fuck with that song personally. Outside of 
radio play. Yes. Yeah. So I think this is one of those cases where they're trying to make it a hit and force it, but I don't think anybody calls in and says, hey, you got to play yeah. that Beyonce before I let man. you go. Yeah. They, man, they better off playing the original, man. Yes. The original would get more. That. Yeah. Like, play that at a, a, a young black party. Like, at a bar or something. At a, at a day party. Yes. Shit, man. Hey. Yeah, they don't they don't wipe that from the fucking annals of history on yeah. radio. You mm-hmm. can't get the original version no more. Crazy. But yes, we we will eventually have a Beyonce war on this podcast, man. So uh, yes. <laughs> look forward to that. We will set that up and actually do that soon. <laughs> but another new release, one we've been talking about all month since we heard it being announced. <laughs> Nasir Jones, a.k.a. Nice, has finally released The Lost Tapes 2. This is supposedly a collection of a whole bunch of unreleased tracks throughout the uh, uh, few, I want to say like a decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 16 tracks long, of course, produced by people like Kanye West, Pete Rock, Swiss Beats, Hit Voice, Dax Selecta, Pharrell, or Pharrell Williams, and that terrible Jero of Rap song we <laughs> reviewed on the last podcast. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Figgy, I know you a Nas fan too, man. How'd you feel about, the, feel about this uh, compilation album? I enjoyed it, man. Okay. I, uh, I skipped probably like t- t- a good two songs. I skipped two songs. Sk- of course, I skipped the, um, the one we reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one I skipped, it might have been Vernon Family. That one was, you could tell that one was a little old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't feeling the beat at all to, you know, keep listening to it. So that one was a hard skip for me. Yeah. But um, outside of the other ones, man, I thought it was solid. I, I really liked the, um, I liked, I love the Lost Freestyle. Um, Tanasia, uh, is it Tan- Yeah, Tanasia. I'm not sure who produced that one. I ain't look at. I ain't get a chance to look look at the credits, but it kind of sound like RZA. I kind of got like a RZA vibe. Uh, which one? The uh, Tanasia. Tanasia. Yeah, that was RZA. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got. Damn. I got that one yeah. right. But uh, I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, I really didn't care for the adult film too much with Swiss Beats. Mm, it was oh, okay. The hook was awful. Yeah, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that one. I ain't skip it, but I ain't got to go back to that one. Um, I like the. Uh, I think it's the art of it. I like the art of it. Uh, yeah, I think it was a solid project, man. I think I, I think it's better than the last project he put out with Kanye. Really? Because you like that one, right? Yeah, I like that one. I like that. I'm, I'm not saying it was the you know the best album of all time and nothing like that but mm-hmm. i i will play this more than the other one okay but um yeah i i thought this was solid man mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I i think if people didn't like the other one i don't see why they would like uh i don't i don't see why they wouldn't like this one okay i think this was a um solid album Okay, um, I will say my theory was wrong, I think, after listening to this album, because I suspected that he actually made new songs and just released it under this title to get hype. Mm-hmm. But listening to the songs, you can tell they were old. Yeah. Some of them were mixed pretty badly. Yeah. The yeah. vocals sounded off. Some, um, some sound high pitch, a little yeah. bit like he was young. Some of the hooks were so bad, you have <laughs> to realize that maybe he would actually fix them if <laughs> if yeah. it was on a major project. 
But uh, I will say as a Nas fan, I thought it was okay. I mean, the vibe of the album is kind of more low-key, kind of chill. There's really no street bangers, no major look type songs on here. So it's more of a, uh, a laid back. And you could tell these were just probably just Lucy's probably filler album tracks that just got left off for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah. That's it. I did enjoy it mostly. Um, some of it was just kind of, uh, I want to say the art of it, the Pete rock song, um, mm-hmm. that you could tell that song was old. Yeah. But the beat was hard. Yeah. I kind of wish they just redid it because <laughs> that beat was hard. I don't know why he left it off of whatever project he was doing. So I think that song is like 10 plus years old. Yeah. But it just sounded bad compared to uh, the rest of the tracks on it. And you could tell it was just like off some mixtape probably. Yeah. You know, the quality was really bad for the for the vocals. But the beat was fire. I don't hate the song. It was just, it bothered me how shitty it sounded <laughs> uh, production-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, the Kanye song was eh, Which one was it. the Kanye? You Mean the World to Me. Okay. Nah. I skipped that one. Okay. The beat was trash. The Swiss Beat song, I like the beat, but Swiss Beats needs to stay off hooks. Yeah, he okay. shouldn't be a feature. Life begins right now. Life, you know, just shut up, man. He, he needs to just, <laughs> just produce. I, I like the ad libs. Stick to the ad libs. Yeah. Don't sing the hooks, man. You can't sing, Swiss. Um, really, of course, you're all rap. We already talked about that. It was trash. Uh, Tanasia, uh, the hook was completely awful. Yeah. The rest man. of the song is fine. And this is the problem with Nas, man. This is why I put Jay-Z above Nas in really all musical aspects. Jay-Z knows how to craft a song better. Yeah. Nas does not know how to make a hook to save his life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think he sounds better when he has like an R&B singer. I think he had a, what's his name on there? Uh, Ravon, Ravon, however you yeah. say her name, she's a good singer. He sounds a lot better when he has like, and even the Damian Marley album, yeah, that sounds a lot better when he was doing the hooks, yeah. But when Nas tries to sing or tries to make a catch hook, it sounds terrible, man. Yeah, he just can't do it. I, I think, yeah. I, also, to piggyback off of you, um, I do think Jay Z is better. Nas is more of my favorite. Yeah. But um, Jay-Z is better, by I think, by a long stretch, I think. But I think Nas, Nas is cut from, to me, he kind of, he kind of cut from that Wu-Tang cloth a little bit. Yeah. Like, some of his beat selections, the way he rap, he kind of remind me of a cleaner version of um, uh, Raekwon. Because they, they kind of sound similar, too, in the way they rap, the storytelling and all that. So um, he kind of sound like a mix between uh, Ghostface and Raekwon. So I think he, I, I like to me. I I don't think it's a comparison between him and Jay Z anymore. But I will put Nas in that um, in that Ghostface Raekwon category. I would say now maybe, but not back in his prime. What, not back fuck? around it was written time. Uh, Be- him sounding like. Because he was clearly going the pop route. Oh, yeah, for a yeah, yeah. The no, song I'm, with Lauryn Hill. Yeah, no, I'm not like, talking about that. I'm kind of looking overall, okay. like, like where they at in their careers now. Yeah. Because at that time, everybody, everybody's trying to get a single. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get a hit. But um, just his style, because I felt like he kind of sticking in his lane a little bit. 
and he kind of got that gritty that you know that storytelling that tech on the dresser yeah. type of style now because Jay-Z he don't Jay-Z is way more flashy now mm-hmm. he I mean he a little woke now but he way more flashy now and Nas is kind of back to that you know that shit where he started from the beginning. Yeah. So um, it kind of remind me more of uh, a Raekwon. I would love to see like a, a joint album with them two. That would be I crazy, think it'd be man. dope. Yeah. The New Yorkers would probably just explode yeah. <laughs> immediately. Hey, oh, son. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, son. Um, I will admit, too, I was never really a big fan of Nas until Hip Hop is Dead. That mm. was the first album I really listened to from Nas. Mm. Mm. I always thought Illmatic was like the most overrated album. Really? And now, look, listening back now, I appreciate it more. Like, okay, it's, I get it. I'm yeah. not going to say I like it, but yeah. I get but it. But just listening at but first is kind of like, what's the hype? It was too New York, dog. It was too gritty New York shit for me. Yeah. And Jay-Z, he had that element, but the whole album wasn't that. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z made music was, that anybody from coast to coast could feel. Yeah. Whereas Nas, that that shit was just too New York, dog. I couldn't I, feel it. Yeah, I think if you look at the whole story, you will probably be like, damn, like he was only 15 when yeah. he dropped his album and he rapping about this shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's why looking back, I can he, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Just think time. 15, he was he was uh, Coco Golf age. Exactly. Wait, Ra- who? Coco Golf, the, um, the 15 year old tennis. Oh, okay. The black tennis player. Okay. Okay. He was her age. Oh, yeah. Like I know that. you're talking about now. The yeah, girl who Coco beat uh, what's her name? Uh, Venus. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I love that album. I love Illmatic. Vicky over here <laughs> dropping tennis references. Tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you should <laughs> know Coco, Coco Golf is. Yeah, she's a superstar <laughs> already, man. She got a lucky lick. Come on, man. <laughs> uh. So. Where you rank the album? What you get the grade? I gotta listen to it some more, man. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes I be going through moods, and I've been going through like a lightweight depression lately. So maybe I just wasn't really too much in the mood, and I probably yeah. overly shitted on it. Yeah. I gotta see I, how I feel when I'm in a better mood. I, yeah. I've been man. I've been listening to Westside Gun a lot, man. Okay. His album. Like I don't know. I've kind of been in a gritty mood. I know this album not that real, uh, that gritty, but um. Yeah, Westside Gun, man. I've been, I've been on, I've been listening to him heavy. Okay, I might check that out. Um, so, yeah, let us get into some topics of the week. <laughs> Where should we start, man? We got, we got like a whole lot to talk about, but nothing huge, but just a lot of little things. Let's get, let's get, let's get the Lion King debate out the way, man. I thought we already talked about. It. Oh Not yeah, the movie. oh yeah, that's the right, the movie, yeah, yeah. the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> I remember, Get your shine on, man. Yes. Get your shine on. On this here podcast, <laughs> I had a fight with both of you about the Lion King remake. Both of y'all were huge fans of it and thought that it was necessary for kids to be able to watch the movie in 2019 because you can't, oh, the old one looks too old and this one looks a lot better <laughs> and it's more, and I fought y'all tooth and nail and I was like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it for 45 minutes. But I knew I was right. I told y'all y'all were wrong. And now, fast forward a couple months, the movie is out. By all accounts, it's basically like a shot-for-shot remake of the original movie. Yeah. It hits the same beats, same storyline, basically a a remake of every single scene almost, except, of course, Beyonce got more screen time. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, 
people are saying that you should just stick with the classic movie. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. y'all can go ahead and tell me I'm right and we can move on. So, so <laughs> the thing is, when I saw Aladdin, the remake of Aladdin, they had a twist to Aladdin. It wasn't necessarily a twist that was out of the ordinary from the storyline, from the original storyline, but they did update it and add um, elements that were more relatable to the, these times, I guess. Or they were more like, Jeannie had a girlfriend. Twist, what are you talking about? Well, Jeannie had a girlfriend, and I don't remember Jeannie having a girlfriend in the cartoon. Oh, okay. So, y'all, it, if you haven't seen it, it yet, then and whatever. And then Get too, over it. It's a spoiler alert I think now. Too, I think, too, the way uh, he met Jasmine was totally different in the movie than that old movie. Okay. Because I, I forgot how it was, but I think he was, I think Jasmine was about to get married or something and he kind of like stole her heart or something like that oh no i think it was the same oh was it yeah so i'm pretty she sure was it was the same way was, yeah. no she like was just a com trying to like pretend and be a common person and she was in the city and like do, didn't know the ways of the city and was like getting ready to get her arm chopped off or something like that. it was the same storyline when they okay. met yeah but like as far as genie goes and then there were just different elements like different references that they made were more like modern day and weren't in the like cartoon type of movie. But I think I haven't seen Lion King. I just have other people to go off of. So mm-hmm. I can't agree with you yet. I have to see it for myself. Jasmine, you will like the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that much, Yeah, but I'm still right. <laughs> okay. It was an unnecessary remake. It was a pandering from Disney to throw every big black celebrity in there, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't necessary to me. Yeah. I, black Panther was a different thing. That was an original story about somebody we had been waiting to see on the big screen for a long time. Mm-hmm. The Lion King was already a movie. It was already successful. Everybody and their mama seen it. <laughs> and now just because remakes are in, we got to put Beyonce in there. And now everybody has to see it. <laughs> and so Figgy, I, I know you've changed your tune. Yeah. yeah. Like this explain. This, yeah, this is my thing. I feel like um I feel like it was a good idea to, you know, attempt to bring it back in 2019. I feel like the from the graphics I seen, I felt like it was cool. Mm-hmm. But like I never honestly, I'm I'm being 100% honest. I didn't think they was going to do the exact same, you know, line word for word. I knew it was going to be the same story. Like, we all knew it was going to happen at the end and all mm-hmm. that. But I didn't think it was going to be the exact same storyline, line from line. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's already a lose right there because you, we grew up on the original one. So, of course, Nala ain't going to sound the same. Simba ain't going to sound the same. Um, James Earl Jones sound a little shaky now. Mm-hmm. He's a little older. Um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she ain't the um, the hyenas. Mm-hmm. So that's already a lose right there. And um, I think what really to to me that was already a lose because why why would I go out my way to go see it now? It's the exact same thing. Exactly. I, I'm not paying fifteen dollars to get in the movie to see the same movie I seen mm. one million times. Sounds like a familiar argument I've heard on this podcast before. No, no but the see, exact thing I was saying. But see, I understand why Disney will try to do something like that well, again of course, in 2019. It's money. Yeah, like we get it. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get it, and it's a you know it's better graphics. I guess I don't mm. know. It's nah. It, 
I mean, it's, it look it, it look more realistic. You know what I mean? It, for a, you a can movie say, you can about say, talking lions, I guess. I'm, but that's what I said. You can say what you want, but this is it, it look like real lions at this point. But um, it, it's not like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I was more. That's the part that really disappointed me. It's the exact same movie. Yeah, I think they would have been better off doing the prequel. Like they could have shot the same way they shot, but just you know, it could have been about Scar and Mufasa mm-hmm. growing up or something like that. I felt like that would have sold more people to go to go see it. But now you got people like me and mm-hmm. you who don't even want to look at it because it's the same thing. Yeah. So what? I mean, we just going to look at the graphics or just to hear Beyonce sing. So that's that's the part I was real disappointed in, and um. I think the other thing was uh, they they showed the split screen. I think I tagged you in it, but they showed the split screen of the original Lion King singing Akuna Matata mm-hmm. and the new one singing Akuma, uh, Akuma Matata. And it just looks so whack, man, because yes. the, the Lion King is, say what you want, it's a happy movie. Mm-hmm. So you had Simba in there smiling, laughing, and cheesing, but the graphics for the new one look so real that the lions don't even look like they need to talk. Like it looked like they it looked like it was struggling to talk. It looked the the lions looked so real that it they wasn't even smiling. Mm-hmm. So it just looked so weird. The singing wasn't the same, of course. So um yeah, I I was disappointed in that. I will give you your props. Yes. But I get why they, you know, tried to do it. I I I still think it makes sense to bring it back in 2019. But I think it's to me, word for word with the lines, I think it just don't to me, I just it just don't make no sense. It's kinda like it's kinda like when the um Wizard of Oz came back in the sixties mm-hmm. and they brought color to it. Yeah. It's the exact same movie, but this one got color now. So, you know, I, I understand if you want to go to the movies to see the color, but it's the exact same movie. There's no different plot twists and nothing like that. That's pretty much what it was here. What you said basically perfectly encapsulates what I've been trying to say, man. <laughs> like, people who say the old movie looks outdated. Here's the thing. I understand why they remade Aladdin. Because you can actually take that movie, which is about real people, well, realistic people, human beings. You yeah. can make a live-action version of that and do it differently. And, and see, that was my, not to cut you off, but that was my argument with Aladdin. Yeah. I felt like nobody really seen Aladdin as much as Lion King. Lion, everybody know Lion King. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know the story of Aladdin like that or remember. Like, I, I only seen it like one time yeah. or maybe twice. So I still don't even know the full story of Aladdin. So I, I would be more eager to see Aladdin than, you know, to see Lion King which I've seen like a million times. I'm sure everybody else know the storyline yeah. because it's pretty much Hamlet. <laughs> it's pretty much a king getting killed. Exactly. And the bro- the brother was part of it, and he took over, and then the son grew up going to take over the kingdom again. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. So everybody know the story of Lion King, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bas- basically, yeah. Like, the movie can only be done in, like, a cartoon form. The problem with that, with the Aladdin thing, okay, you can make that live action. You can't make Lion King live action. There are no human beings in it. So Mm -hmm. you have to do it like 
fancy computer generated and try to make it look realistic. But then I just look stupid because fucking people are singing and shit. <laughs> you can do that in a cartoon and you can believe it. You can't do it where they actually look like real lions. Yeah. I saw the Jungle Book remake. I had the same problem. Mm. Like it's realistic looking animals singing and acting goofy and shit. Mm. It, it, it doesn't connect with your brain because you know animals don't do this shit. But when you're watching a cartoon, it's like, oh, anything's possible. It's a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think the original cartoon looks good enough now. It can still stand on its own. Mm-hmm. If a kid wants to see Lion King, they can watch the original one and not see that think that it's old and outdated. It still looks good. Get it on Blu-ray. It's all upscaled and high definition. But the remake of this movie just looks too. It's I, I it, okay. They wanted the money. I get why they did it, but just artistically, it's just shitty, man. To me, I don't see why. And here's the thing too. I understand why people born after the year 2000 get excited for movies like this because we don't have a whole lot of primarily black cast in movies anymore. But I remember a time (laughs) circa 80s through 90s. Well, I only remember the 90s, really, but a time when there was a shitload of mainly black cast movies. I'm not going to say a shitload, but enough. You had the Eddie Murphy movies like Boomerang. You had Harlem Nights. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Shit, even like Meteor Man. Yeah. Like original black movies that you could always say you don't have to feel woke for watching it because there were so many of it. Now we don't have that many. We have Jordan Peele movies and we have fucking The Lion King and Black Panther. So I get why younger people get excited, but I don't get why people like 40, 50, even in their 30s and late 20s get overly excited like this is a win for black people like nah black cinema was a lot better when we actually were in more movies and now we get thrown a bone to be in Lion King or we're supposed to be happy about that mm-hmm. I'm not buying it man but <laughs> maybe it's just me now do you agree that it would be more appealing to do a, a, a prequel I don't like prequels man really? I don't like them no you wouldn't. You don't want to know the story on Mufasa. And, no, and really. No, because I think, that, like I said, I think that would make more sense than doing the same thing they just did. It would make more sense, maybe, but I don't like prequels. They're mm. pointless, man. You already know how it ends. So yeah. why even I have ju- it? I just think it's more story to it because you came into the Lion King with them not liking each other. Yeah, we don't know why. A scar came in as the bad guy. And they, you know, they're brothers. Like, you don't know what, you don't know what happened. You don't even know if they real brothers. It could be a thing like Thor and um, the uh, his half brother. But why does that matter? All that matters I mean, is that he has just killed. It's just more story, though. But it's just, who cares, man? <laughs> like, I can agree that? with that. If, if you're going to be upset at the fact that they're remaking the video or remaking the movie, at least they can do a prequel and give more storyline to behind the backstory of what happened. Like that will put more butts in seats. That will make you be like, damn, okay, that kind of looked good. Let me go see it. instead of seeing the exact same thing. I get you. It's preferable to just remaking the movie. I agree with that. But I think that's pointless too. I don't like prequels, man. I always thought they were pointless. In the, in the original movie, they always tell you exactly what you need to know in the movie. 
So anything like the Star Wars thing was the same thing. It told us a whole bunch of shit we didn't need to know. Any prequel I saw, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of pointless, you know. <laughs> but, but it's kind of like bringing up a whole different story, though. Because are are you a um? Do you watch American Horror Story? No. Okay, because sometimes they have storylines in like a certain season where they go back to when that person was younger. It might be this mean bad guy, and they might have an episode where they go back to this, you know, this time when they was a kid. And you see, they was like abused, or they got picked on, or some some silly like that. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that's kind of interesting, where you be like, "Damn!" Like I kind of, you might be like, "Damn!" I kind of understand why Scar was like that. You know what I mean, I, you know, my parents lied to me and said I was their kid, but wasn't. And um, Mufasa got all the good shit, and he played me on this or something like that. So that's why. I, that's why I threw him off the fucking cliff. So you, you want, might feel a different way about the original movie. So you want like a movie version of the Glasses Malone Tupac video, basically. <laughs> you want to feel bad for the villain. <laughs> Maybe, man, they do stuff like this all the time. So no, I understand, I think, man. I, I think understand that, where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I think that would make more sense, though. Okay. Like, I've been saying that for a minute. They they should make a prequel if they, if they even go and do something like that. I don't think they should do anything. I think they should keep it like how it is. But if they want to touch Lion King again, yeah, they better off do a, They did a part two and a part three. Yeah, so why nobody not? remembers that shit. Nobody saw that shit. That, yeah. <laughs> um. So enough about the fucking Lion King, man. I'm already sick of that shit. Uh, <laughs> let's move into other things that happened this week, man. A whole lot of little things happened this week. Well, this wasn't so little, I guess, depending on what you know about Tay K. So Tay K's uh, first trial was held this week. He was held on trial for a, I want to say this happened in 2017, 2016, 2016. It was a home invasion he was apparently involved in. Uh, the uh, A man's girlfriend set him up with TK's help. Um, another, the guy who was set up was robbed and killed. Another guy was shot and wounded. Um, TK pleaded guilty to aggravated robbery, but not murder. He was found guilty for murder, but not capital murder. So he faces five to 99 years. I think the sentencing will take place probably next week. Um, He also has two other trials coming up, one in which he uh, robbed and killed, allegedly, a photographer from San Antonio in San Antonio. And he also robbed and beat up an elderly man, um, somewhere else do we know why he um why it's being determined that he's going to be tried as an adult even though the crimes took place when he was 16 years old uh texas law probably gotcha texas law involving uh capital offenses like murder probably um i'm just guessing though but i would assume i think in murder cases they can try you as an adult yeah so um yeah, uh, I want to say, unfortunately, here's the thing about Tay K, man. Uh, I'll admit I fuck with his music. Yeah, I, and and this is kind of a debate I've been putting off for a while because I always thought it would be just too long to be in a podcast where we just have a whole lot shit to talk about. But we don't have a whole lot of things to talk about today, so I think we could finally have this debate, man. So let's talk about the whole youth in modern hip-hop and its effect on basically <laughs> younger folks today we kind of run this up last week we did bit. we did but um the thing with take hey man i'm kind i'm not i don't want to say i'm torn because i can separate the two but i know 
according to what these cases allege and what he's alleged of doing, he's a shitty person, man. To yeah. set up a photographer and just kill him and for no reason, just to take his shit and he tries to get it back and you shoot him. To set up a man by using his own girlfriend against him and then killing him. I know he didn't kill the uh the, the guy who was set up. It was his friend who was with them. Mm-hmm. But um they all testified against him and now it's part of the it's yeah. kind of weird, man, because you kind of feel bad in a way because the the system is definitely geared against him right now. They had all the co-conspirators trials first mm-hmm. and they all pleaded, pled guilty, but they also agreed to help testify against Tay-K to yeah. get uh, less in sentences. Yeah. So that's why the girl who was involved testified at his trial. And got like 50 yeah. years. She, she got 20 years. Yeah. That was the plea bargain. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you told everything and got 20 years. Yes. So um, I think because of things like that, he will definitely get the book thrown at him. But uh, the thing about Tay K, man, I fuck with his music. The Santana World mixtape was fire to me, I will mm-hmm. admit. But I'm a grown man and I can separate you know, what I hear and what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. This man was actually out here living what he rapped about. Yeah. And he got famous because of it. Mm-hmm. He would not be this level of fame if he didn't commit these crimes and then run from the police and make a song about running from the police. Right. <laughs> People are really want to see him free just so he can record new music. Even though he very likely killed at least one person serial and <laughs> had another person set up to be killed. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about this whole thing? I feel like I don't want to say music is mind control, but in a lot of ways it kind of is. Yeah. They had to ban songs from certain clubs because people keep fighting during them, you know, in the three, six mafia days and the little John days. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people always kind of discount that part of music. Yeah. But do y'all feel like we took it too far in terms of hip hop and and what's being played in the mainstream and what's being promoted the 21 Savage type of lyrics, the Tay K type of lyrics, all these uh uh Chicago rapper type of lyrics, Chief Keith and whatnot. Uh did we go too far and is a youth paying now because of it or what do y'all think about this whole situation with Tay K and the music right now? I don't necessarily think that it's something that we've gone too far with. I think that from my perspective, this is top these are topics that have always been in hip hop culture. So it's a matter of the the audience. Why are they taking it that far? Why are they taking it so literally? Why are they thinking that they have to live out these acts that these these rappers are rapping about? Like it it didn't it wasn't always that. Like, you know, I understand that it, it's very influential, but at the same time it's not it's not required of you to go out and live the lyrics that you're listening to. True. So um, I think it's a matter of two, like the youth these days, they that's all the, that they're given. They're only given social media. They're only given um, the internet to, to um, entertain them. So like what else are, you know, that's all they, that's all they see as far as what they want their lives to be like. They don't see anything else. They don't see role models because their parents aren't there. Like they don't see, they don't see, um, they don't, I guess have necessarily the the same type of uh, resources that we did as far as knowing the difference between reality and what someone is just saying because it's entertainment. So I think um, social media today has a lot of 
um, a lot of blame for the misconstrued, like, um, I guess, I don't know, I guess perspectives that the youth or this generation seems to have because it's, it, I don't, I don't agree with we've went too far. I just, I just think that what are they like? I don't know. It's just the times that we're living in now. That's all they know. Like it, it just, there's no one there. I wouldn't say there's no one there, but I guess that they just don't get taught that you don't have to live out what you're listening to or the clout chasing. And that's what's praised these days. And it's just like that, that was never a thing during our time. You did bring up on a previous podcast about how we don't have clean edits anymore being played. Uh, Do you think that rap music is too vulgar now? Um, I do in a sense. Um, I, I do because at least if you wanted your child to hear certain words or certain, um, you know, certain versions of a song, you at least had that option back in the day. Now there aren't even clean versions made. So I, I do. I think it's a slippery slope. Like, I think that's a that's a, a big Would long you be discussion. willing to give up your favorite rappers if it meant that kids wouldn't be able to hear them and maybe try to recreate the acts? What you mean, like as far AKA, as they would? Let, let's say no, Twenty One Savage can't rap like he raps anymore mm-hmm. because we say you can't put that on a radio, we can't put that on streaming platforms anymore. We can't. We're putting a stop to it because too many kids are imitating what they hear and, and trying to live that that's out. That's what would we you... used to have, though. Like that's what the whole parental advisory sticker was for back in the day. So yeah, it but wouldn't... that means nothing now. Yeah, and still the clean songs used to be edited, like yes. super edited. And um, now it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like pointless at blanking out these songs, these yes. cuss words, because we all know what it is. And it's so easy to get um, certain songs now. So you barely hear a clean version. Sometimes it's hard to find a clean version. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the bad part of it. Yeah, I mean, the the, the thing that disturbs me is like, People are really seriously fans of Tay-K and want to see him. Here's the thing, man. It's always a conspiracy when it's somebody you like or somebody whose art you really like. And see, this is the problem. We talked about this before with the whole R. Kelly shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's a whole different can of worms because, yes. pe- like, people that were saying, you know, no, you can't listen to the music. You can't separate the art. Like, those people didn't listen to R. Kelly, mm-hmm. or they didn't grow up on R. Kelly, so they probably didn't even care for the songs. But, like I said, remember I was, I, I forgot who I was going back and forth with, but uh, I can't remember. Uh, oh, it was, uh, what was the chick we had on before? The one who unfollowed me and... Oh, Mar, uh, Mar, Mar, yeah. Mar, Mar yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was my point I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um People still listen to Tay K. People s- still say free Tay K and all mm-hmm. this shit. And he he a murderer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So what's the difference in that and somebody like a R uh, somebody who still listen to R Kelly? It's it's two bad people. You know what I mean? That's true. So that's what I'm saying. We uh, we kind of got to draw the line. Like, are we going to separate the art from the artist, or are we just going to stop listening to bad people that do bad do bad decisions in their life i think that we're we're giving too much credit to people who actually live what they write and i think that's part honestly that's mm-hmm. a lot of the old school's fault too yeah because a lot of them were actors too but they were acting like they were living what they did 
Yeah. And they said you couldn't be in this game unless you live what you rap. 50 Cent was out here talking like that, too. Yeah. So. And it, and it's even worse because even before people, I mean, this what he rapping about ain't new. Yeah. People been rapping about that for for years. But now, um, I think back then, people would get called out on. They will, you know, somebody will try them and they get beat up or whatever and, and they'll run off. Now you got these people like TK that's like, nah, like, I, I don't mind killing somebody mm-hmm. because I rap about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to do what they rap about. They try to practice what they preach. So they don't have a problem with going to jail. It's a bunch of people that don't mind getting a gun charge. Yeah. They, you know, they ain't about to get caught slipping. And it's not a whole tough thing. It's just that, no, nah, this this what I live. So, you know, I'd rather be in jail and have all these people saying free free me yes. than to actually, you know, just get caught slipping or whatever. So I think that's one of the bigger problems, too. That's why you got a lot more drug addicts. You got people that rap about all these drugs and all this other stuff, and they actually popping, you know, mollies with mm-hmm. lean. Like on some crazy shit, so I think that's that's the other thing. People actually try to live what they you know, what they rap about, and that's even worse for the you know younger kids because you you got future talking about you know Percocets, Molly per- Percocets or whatever, yeah, lean and all this other shit, and you got kids actually trying to do that shit. It's like, man, he rapping about that shit. That shit don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you pop all these pills and sip lean and drink liquor and smoke weed and all this other shit? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, can't nobody do all that shit for real. That's how you end up getting strung out or you end up killing yourself. Yeah. To that point, because that was an interesting point, too. Um, I want to ask this. Why is violent crime... Uh, looked at as sexy but when somebody is accused of something like a sexual crime or abuse in a sexual way like we got to cancel their entire discography for example listening to r kelly love song sounds weird now to a lot of people mm-hmm. but a lot of people will still listen to take k songs and not feel anything <laughs> I mean, people were killed, literally. And and see, that's what I was saying, man. I think we had this whole argument before, not with you, but with the whole situation. It's like, man, if we're going to cancel somebody because of this, because Mm -hmm. of what they did outside of their life, not in the music or nothing like that. Like, what? why TK get a pass? Yes. Or why any other person that's on death row or who killed somebody... Or who sold drugs to somebody and got that person strung out or something. Like, what make them better than, you know, to listen to their music? But you can't listen to R. Kelly, you know, talking about, you know, just simple old making love. Scotty Bean kind of got tore up on the Joe Budden show. every Not Everyday Struggle, the new one. They had with the uh, papoose, state of the culture. Not papoose, uh, fucking what's her name? State of the culture. Yeah, state of the culture. Remy yeah, Remy Ma. I'm, I'm my mind's fucking blown, man. I'm drunk and shit. We'll buzz a little bit, <laughs> but um, she she was talking about how 
she can't listen to any uh sexual like if somebody made a rape bar that's going too far but like a, a murder or a crime she's cool with that and remy mind joe budden kind of clowned her because they're like okay you can only listen to rap where the crime is something you're comfortable with mm-hmm. it's all crime so why is the violent stuff sexy to us but <laughs> anything of sexual nature is going too far Jasmine, i think I think it's all about what you can relate to and what you can't. Like, if you've been in a situation or an environment where you've witnessed murders and you've witnessed crime, that's not something that's sexy to you. So, of course, that's not going to appeal to you because that's how you've been living from your day-to-day all the time. So I think, like, for her perspective, maybe, like, rape and crime is something that she can relate to or something that's closer to home to her. So it's not something that appeals to her at all because she can relate to it. But as far as murder, she ain't never been around no killers. So she yeah. is going to listen to it's all it's a thrill of it. It's the same same kind of goes all in the same type of um, conversation that we already having. Like, it's just a thrill of it. It's something it's a movie. It's something um, like fantasy to somebody. So it's not. It's not reality to them because they've never witnessed it or never been around that, so they don't know what it feels like. So I think I think that's the same goes to the same for people that don't like rape or you know not necessarily you don't have to like rape um, verbiage or things of that sort, but yeah. like if you've been around it or know people that have been sexually assaulted, that's not something that you're gonna continue to listen to. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it just depends on your personal experience. I just feel like the people who speak out against the violence against rap are always seen as corny <laughs> and always seen as lame. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, nah, man, this is talking about what's real when half these rappers never been in that type of environment, really. Yeah. yeah. So, and I kind of get reminded of the whole, I'm gonna talk, we're going to have a whole debate about Tupac in a little bit because Tupac <laughs> been in the news a little bit lately. But C. Dolores Tucker kind of spoke out against Tupac back in the day. And uh, his his music was misogynistic and uh, really violent against women and disrespectful. And she was seen as a clown by the hip-hop community. You know, yeah. he dissed her in several songs. Everybody dissed her. But I kind of feel like if we took those type of concerns more seriously shit wouldn't have gotten as low as it did in the current state. You know, yeah. when kids are singing songs about Molly and Percocet. Yeah. So maybe it's just I, me. Maybe I'm yeah. just old and washed up. Yeah. I think I think the other problem with that, too, is um, a lot of people that was complaining about that music was white people. Yeah. You had white people complaining about N.W.A. True. saying, you know, they trying to ban it. They was trying to ban Uncle Luke and uh, what, uh, three, is it two live crew? Three yeah. Left, yeah. They was trying to ban them. And us as black people, when white people try to do stuff like that, no matter if we right or wrong, that's we try true. to take up mm-hmm. for them. The same, that's the same shit that happened with OJ. Yeah. We, you know, we was on OJ's side no matter what happened. Everybody probably know he did it. But just for that simple fact, we like, nah, like, this is wrong. Y'all trying to, you know, do a black man wrong type thing. Yeah. I think that was always our attitude. So um, even if, a you know, like, if a black person come out of nowhere, we like, nah, man, he cool. No, nah, it's, it's just music. Mm-hmm. It's just music. Ain't, you know, it's not that serious, blah, blah, blah. He not like that in real life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we kind of brush it off a little bit. That's true. So do y'all think things ever get any better? Like, it's, I almost feel like things always get worse. It's pro- yeah, no, I don't think it's going to so, get better. 
I mean, people are literally getting famous for crimes like XXX Tentacion. I like his music, but he was one too. Yeah. He got yeah. famous after domestic abuse uh, and, happened. Yeah. And if you look at, I mean, this probably could be a no, whole nother episode. Yeah. But shoot, these record labels, these people at top got more to do with it as well. They, uh, like, nah, they, I think they, I, I don't think they have a problem with all that type of shit they be doing. That's true. Because yeah. you notice how people get hotter once they go to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or once they and once they get out, then they like on fire, that type of thing. I agree. That, that I think... help record labels more than the actual artists. So they, you know, that's why you don't see people cutting bait with artists that go to jail. Yeah. Like, you know, when you look in the NBA, when somebody get caught up with a charge or the NFL, they release them. They yeah. don't want nothing to do with them. But with record labels, like, you could go to jail, you could commit murder, all this shit. They still be stuck on that record label. Like, they will happily eat off of their earnest of true. us streaming their shit and buying their they shit. Yeah. But um, it, it takes something for, like, an R. Kelly situation to happen where they get heat for it and they, you know, then they cut ties with yeah. it. When it start affecting them, so that's a whole nother <laughs> discussion, though. Jasmine, what are you gonna say? Uh, I lost my train of thought yeah. at this point. Oh, uh, so fucking man, we had enough of this old people debate. <laughs> um, let's get into some. What else going on, man? What a bro knows. Do you want to talk about this damn <laughs> Willow Smith shit? I do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so let's actually, cause I haven't heard this whole thing. So let's actually play. Um, apparently Willow Smith is on, uh, Jada Pinkett's show where basically Jada Pinkett just airs out a whole lot of shit about her personal sex life in front of her kids. <laughs> and, and then Willow be uh, Willow is part of the show too. By the way, is she? I, she I always think she on is. There. She's always there. Yeah, and she that one that be like, yeah, yeah, like Gucci Mane. I can't yeah. lie, I've never she watched always, the full episode. Yeah. It'd be a grown ass woman there talking about, yeah, you know, I, I went through a bad relationship and so and so, and she be like, yeah, like she like girl, like you eighteen years old, what you go through? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm. Uh, so let, let's actually play this song, uh, this, uh, this song, this fucking uh, clip from the show and see what uh, Willow is talking about in terms of uh, polygamy or polyamory, whatever. I have done a lot of reading and research, and what you find a lot of the time is that marriage and monogamy is steeped in this idea of ownership. And so I feel like those underlying historical oppressive natures that were the beginnings of monogamy and marriage. Marriage wasn't about love. It was about monetary exchange. Is that your distaste for monogamy? Is it you feel like it's oppressive to the woman? I feel like it very well can be. Okay, I'm a little confused. Uh, uh, Monogamy is oppressive to a woman is what yeah. she's saying. Yeah, I was looking through the article and um she was pretty much saying how, you know, she uh she mentioned how she was, you know, she liked men and women. Mm-hmm. But she said um I guess she was in a relationship with a guy and um they were, everything was like so strict where they where they was it was kind of like real possessive where I guess it's 
I guess it, it, they were really wasn't free. They was kind of like, no, you mine, I'm yours, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And she's she was saying how she really didn't feel that she, you know, she liked men and women. She, you know, she she rather be free and like who she liked. Mm-hmm. And she kind of went into detail with that, like how she. Uh, I think she mentioned something like, like with a flower. When you pick a flower up. It's not, you yeah, know, it kind of damages something want to like that. That horse shit. It's yeah, did you say that horse shit? The horse shit. Oh, not that horse shit. The bullshit. <laughs> the horse shit. If you love a flower, you shouldn't pick it up because if you pick it up, it dies and it can no longer be the object of your affection. Well, it's gonna die even if you don't pick it up. So fucking whatever. But <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> but yeah, she um. Yeah, pretty much she open to having a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Okay. Long story short. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, are you down to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend? No, I'm not. But I <laughs> um, don't think that what she's saying is wrong. Like, I, I don't disagree with what she's saying. I think I actually agree with her in the sense of, like, um, the reason people are the way that they are today is because you learn at such a young age that this part, like you're possessive over this person. It's not necessarily a love at that point in time. Cause when you're a certain age, you don't even know what love really is. You don't know what it is. It means to love someone. You just have the idea of this is this person. This is my person. Like no one else can talk to them. No one else is supposed to like them. Like no one, he's not supposed to talk to anybody else. So I could, I could feel where she's coming from in that aspect as, as far as her not, um, wanting that or her not understanding that that's not what love is supposed to be and understanding that that's not what a relationship consists of but I didn't get a chance to really dig into everything that she was saying to understand where she was coming from as far as the boyfriend and the girlfriend situation but I get where she's saying as far as like not being possessive over just one person like being in a relationship shouldn't be possessive it shouldn't be um this is me and him and it's just us like you you're supposed to be in a relationship and that relationship is supposed to grow and prosper into other things and be helpful to other people not just what y'all two got going on in y'all's own little world so i get where she's coming from from that aspect but i just need i need to dig into more of what she said i've never watched a full episode of red table talk to be honest with you i've only seen like clips here and there so okay so do you think well, have you ever been? Well, I know you haven't been really into serious relationship. Yeah, no. But were you ever possessive of somebody? Did you always? Did you ever feel the need to creep on them? Did you ever? Yeah, I think I think more than like women like to say. I think it's like a territorial thing more so than a possessive thing. Like I don't know. I I don't know that. I feel like that's one and the same too at the same time. But yeah, I feel like all women get territorial even if they don't want to admit to it. Like. If you have feelings for somebody and are committed to them in a specific type of way that in your heart belongs to them, then of course you're going to feel some type of possession or some type of like desire over them that no one else should be able to touch in a sense. So I think that's just like where she's coming from as far as we shouldn't that that's not how a relationship works like that you shouldn't feel like you and this person are meant to be together because you, that is your person. Like everyone else should be able to come in contact with them. Like y'all should be able to have a healthy relationship as far as not feeling like this is my like possession over that person. If that makes sense. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think what she's saying is a little bit extreme. Gotcha. She's basically saying like, I can have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. These both got to be cool with it. Mm. I feel like if a man came to a woman and said, Hey, I want to have another girlfriend too. 
because I'm not a possessive type, and I think free love. If she, if a man talked like this, he would be seen as out of his damn mind. I can he agree. He would have to be yeah. super rich. Yeah, you know, basically yeah. somebody yeah. like uh, what's his name, the nigga with two girlfriends off the Clippers, uh, Lou? Lou Williams. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have to be like Lou Williams, basically, to pull yeah. something like that and off. Is it who else? Lil Duvall has two girlfriends too. Yeah, a lot of people have two girlfriends. Yeah, man. come yeah, on. Like, <laughs> or no, not Lil Duvall. What's his name? LeBron got side hoes. Everybody got <laughs> side hoes, man. <laughs> Everybody who's rich and famous got side hoes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta yeah. dig in tomorrow. What she's saying then? Because yeah, it looked like like according to this article, it looked like she was scarred. I mean, from her last relationship because she mentioned like the um checking the each other phones social medias and you know it sounds like a bad relationship where you always trying to check seeing what somebody doing but then but at the same time how old is willow like why 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 is that that tells you right then and there like how our culture has shifted why is that even something that you're worried about at your age like isn't she young as hell like why are y'all checking each other's phones and in like so that's too much like in my opinion that's way too much like we kind of had a conversation off air about sharing a social media with your significant other i just think all of that is too much like if you that that goes hand in hand with the possession like if you feel as though your significant other is going to do crazy stuff on social media then is that the significant other for you because that's like a possession thing to me why do why can't they have their own type of identity without you that that i don't agree with that that's true but then it always opens up certain paths when you see something on somebody's social media you don't like. Yeah. You know, so you can say, yeah, don't you, you're not going to be possessive, but if you do see something, you're, Mm -hmm. you're always going to, that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah. I will say this about Willow. I think she's gay. Honestly. She gives me I mean she gives me these dyke vibes man I don't think she likes men as much as she's Kind of putting on honestly mm-hmm. I think Jaden might be the same way too But <laughs> I think that whole family is just kind of crazy I have my own theories about that whole thing I wouldn't call them crazy I just think they're very um, Interesting Very free I think they have a pseudo philosophy That's not really based In reality honestly I think that they've grown up rich and privileged and think they understand the world and how it should be when all they really understand is their own experiences and their experiences with famous celebrities that they've been around their whole life. Um, The way they talk is like it sounds good, but for people who actually have to live in a real world, you understand why things don't work this way. You know, people who are in real people relationships understand why what Willow was saying here is not going to work for regular people. So, so are you um, pro or against polygamy? Are, for me, like, I'm down with it. Okay. But here's the thing. I'll be fine with my girl had a girlfriend. Like, I would love us to all That's have, like, I, a girlfriend. Yeah. But you're not going to have another boyfriend with me and me be cool yeah. with it. And, of yeah. course, vice versa. If I have a girlfriend on the side, my girl ain't going to be cool with that. If we came together and had a girlfriend as a couple, I yeah. think we both be down with but, that. Yeah. That's why I'm looking for a bi girl. But, <laughs> shit. But, but see, I think um, I think with her, I kind of agree with you a little bit. I think with her, I think she just like men and women, and um, she just, I guess, she don't want to be committed to one. Mm-hmm. 
she wanted she she would rather had two where she could go back and forth. Yeah. So I think I think that's her thing with it. But I think uh, I think she kind of got a point because a lot of I mean it's a lot of religions who you know, as part of their religion is polygamy, mm-hmm. and um, us Americans we look at it like especially women look at it like hell no like boy you tripping yeah like that that had never happened and then us guys we look at it from a sexual point we not looking yeah. at it as a financial thing or. A religion thing. We look at it like, damn, two bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. even the way you just said it, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we look at it. We can't help. That's that's how we was brought up. So, um, I don't know. I think I just I'm kind of more open minded on you know people who want to do that. I'm not for it. I don't need two women. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think people need to kind of realize that. You know, it could be a thing. It's not always about, you know, I guess a sexual thing. But sometimes I, I feel like it, maybe it could work. Maybe that girl, you know, don't mind sharing another, having another, you know, a co-wife, I guess. And that brings me to my next question then. So I was on social media and I saw um, this girl bring up the point of why do we have marriages? You know, the divorce rate is so high. Why don't we, instead of having a marriage license, why don't we... Um, you know, use our marriage license in the same sense as a driver's license or any type of permit and it have an expiration date on it. And then at a specific point in time, whenever that expiration is coming up, you either decide with your partner that you're going to continue the marriage and renew the marriage license or you're going to just let it expire. And then at that point, you just move on and go your separate ways. So I feel like that is interesting in the sense of, if you are looking for two different girlfriends or y'all are free being that couple, so should you be together? Like, should you put a relationship on it or should you, should it have an expiration date instead of everyone being together and happy and one threesome? Why don't one person just in their time period with that partner and then move on to someone else versus all of us being together in this um, throuple? Uh, I feel like, Number one, women will be destroyed by that type of type of arrangement <laughs> mm-hmm. because already um, marriage divorce is at all time high and it climbs like every single year. Yeah. So if it was possible to have a marriage just expire, niggas would just get married just to get pussy. Basically, yeah. you know, that'll be part of the game. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, I want to marry you. You know, I want to live my whole life with you. He, the, the game would be an advantage of men yeah. wholeheartedly and yeah. women would be they would grow so cold to marriage that yeah. it would mean nothing to them. Yeah. So I think y'all got to keep it how it is. I, I would say though, I, I'm steady trying to see what Jasmine's looking for by her comments in these types of topics. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I kind of feel like you want a sometimes boyfriend. Oh, absolutely. That's why I don't have one now. And I don't date now because I don't want someone that's there all the time right now. I want someone that is there when I feel like they're, Do you- they need to be there, and that's not fair. So that's so why what, I don't date. But are you willing to sacrifice in a relationship? Not at this point in time. So at what point do you... I mean, you're 26. Yeah. At what point do you think you'll be ready to sacrifice for a relationship? When I feel like that person is worth it. Explain worth it. When I feel like 
I found someone that's equally yoked to me and that I am willing to change my habits and to change my my day-to-day life to include them. I feel like whenever I feel like there's someone that is in my life that I I care about enough as to where I want to make I'll I'll stop my day for Mm -hmm. and not continue to work or continue you know I'll interrupt my day or they're able to shift me from my mood then I feel like that at that point in time that's somebody that I would I would you know give that time to. Okay, but interesting. I haven't found someone like that at this point, so I I, I feel like it's kind of hard to speak on because no one, I don't have that right now. Okay, yeah, I got already people. Jasmine gonna fall in love hard, huh? You gonna fall in I love? Feel, I feel hard. like that. Because I feel I'm not saying Jasmine is a front, but I feel like once she get that guy, she gonna be told you gonna be yes. head over heels like you will cut. Everybody mm-hmm. off. Like, I know this, this my- about myself, though. That's why I purposely don't give my all to. Like, that's why y'all don't see me talking to people or the people that I end up talking to. It's not a serious thing, and y'all be like, "Yeah, Jasmine, you really like them," but I know that it ain't what it is because I know how I can be in a relationship, and I know that I can't give somebody my all, and I'm not. They not worth it, so yeah. that's why I don't. She she kind of like the tough guy who get all yes. the holes and yes. like I ain't never man money over bitches, yes. <laughs> but be the one be crying behind the scenes like mm-hmm. hey, I love you that type of person mm-hmm. like not saying you'll be doing that but yeah I feel like once you get somebody you gonna be head over yeah. heels I with, agree I yeah. don't I don't disagree with that yeah but I just like, we, know you, that you, I'm not you ready might, you might start doing the podcast like nah, nah I got will. a man she will She'll be like, nah, I guess you, you will quit your job and I will move not quit to- my job. Yes, you will. Oh, 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 oh no. If a man if a, if a man made enough to where you could live a comfortable life without having to work every day, if, you if would he, still work. I wait, promise no, you if, I would. If he sat you down like, hey, baby, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If he is not, and if we are not I, together and we are, no, I'm no, I'm sorry. Like, I no, will not like, stop so working for him. Say for instance, y'all official, y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. That's still cool, but yep. I still need, yep. I'm, I still need to be able to support myself because just like, just like he could get tired of that in who knows how long. So I'm not about to put I'm not about to drop what I'm doing for this guy to start supporting me when he could easily take all of that away and then what am I left with? See, but see, that's what that's why you got to that's why you got to that's sacrifice though. Mm-hmm. Like if you really love this dude and you think he's the one and he wants you to you know be a, a stay at home mom. Mm-mm. There's a difference yeah. between being stupid and there's a difference between being in love but, with somebody. But that that might not be stupid though. If I think he, that's if dumb as fuck. If he's the real one where, you know, you ain't got to pay. I mean, he he got money for days where you don't even need another job. You working another job is wasting time pretty much. And if that's really the one, why not just forget about your job and just take care of stuff at home? I'm just not built like that, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah, this goes back to my but, whole theory about the whole independent woman being horse shit, man. I feel like <laughs> women generally do want that type of life where they can just, you know, depend on a man who's trustworthy. But the problem is you're, the fear of him taking that away is too great that you just have to buy into this idea that you have to take care of yourself without a man. Yeah. I, I, I don't it. disagree at all. Like, I just don't. I'm not the type of person in general with even if you take the man out of the equation, I'm not the type of person that's just going to sit around and not do and not work. 
Like, okay. I'm not looking for a handout in any type of way. So that's just not personally me. Like, I even if he has everything I'm st- and is providing and paying for the bills, I may I'm I may not have a full time job, but I'm still gonna be doing something like and bringing in some type of income. It may not support our whole household, but I'm not just gonna drop just stop doing everything. No, and, no, no. See that's and see that's different. Yeah. Like if you have a little something to keep you busy, yeah. a little something to do. That's that's cool. But like I'm saying, like if he don't want you to like the, the job you got now. Say for instance, he said, Nah, that job stressing you out, girl. Mm-hmm. Like nah, just stay at home. Just you know. I want I want you to be my wife. I want you to you know have our kids. Yeah. You know just you know take care of the house. Just you know all you gotta do is just cook or whatever. Like you ain't gotta worry about nothing. You stress free. Like I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I feel like he might be a little more offended if you be like nah because I no nah, I gotta work because you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's pretty much saying you you think you know something might happen and you know you. You don't want to be left assed out. Yeah. So that's kind of coming across like you don't, you might not think this ain't going to work. Yeah. Sadly, I've I've worked for a divorce firm for at least three years. So mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it too. Like I'm, I, I know better. <laughs> I know better. Like I see, I've seen those, I've seen different women come in and have these same situations happen to them. So I think that has a lot to do with why I am the way that I am now because I, if I hadn't worked at that firm, hell yeah. Like, if I don't, if you want me to not work, then I'm not finna work, but I know better. Like, I, I've seen that happen to people and I've seen everything, the little bit that they did work for just be snatched from them so quickly. So, it, I, I think that has a big but, part of it. But see, the good thing about it is you got a degree, right? Yeah. You got a degree. So, you're not like a black China or somebody who don't have shit and just marry the rich nigga, nothing like that. Yeah. Like, you could probably get a good job. I mean, it's hard getting any job, but you could probably get a good job because you got a degree. Yeah. So you're not really assed out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's some girls that don't have shit, don't have a high school diploma. Yeah. And they really dependent on this guy. And if this guy dump them, they can't get a job. They probably yeah. have to go to McDonald's or something like that. You won't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, I feel where you y'all could, coming from completely. Back. I just think I... I'm. I know the way that yeah, I am. That, that's that's. And the, it's it really just gonna take that person that is going like that. Yeah, I'm gonna be in love with to yeah, change that because I yeah, know how I am. Yeah, that's okay. that's that's the part about submitting. Yeah. Because yeah. if you like, I'm not talking about the dude you just met or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you've been with this dude for let's say five years, four let's say four years, and you know you're gonna be with this dude, if he say. Hey, you know, um, nah, I don't, I don't want you to work. I want you to, you know, take care of the house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, money ain't a problem. Like, you got to be willing to be like, you got to be willing to make that decision. Like, all right, you know what? I'm yeah. going to help you out with your little thing. You know, I'm going to just drop my job. I know you got us. Yeah. Because otherwise, but then you if get you, Shawnee'd. Huh? Then you get Shawnee'd. Like how Shawnee <laughs> was stashing Shaq money away. And then when it was time to divorce, she had, she was good. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way too. Yeah, but um, like I said, it's all about trusting that person. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice. I had to sacrifice. I mean, when I moved out here, I had to let go the go of my job. Yeah, I could have easily been like, no, nah, I ain't letting go of my job. Yeah, you know, move all the way down there. Yeah, but it's all about you know 
taking a step back for that person you love. I think it's just the person. Like, I just think it's I'm not in the point of time where I found somebody that is worth all that. So it's okay. hard for me to see it right now. Yeah. And to be clear, you got to wait till you really deep into the relationship, not somebody. Yeah. People around the me, stage. the people around me are nah. doing nothing but showing me what I do and do not want. Yeah. And they're not the people that I want. So. Yeah. Nah, this got to be like four, at least three or four years in where yeah. you know you're going to be with this person, not still trying to figure them out. I think I know what Jasmine looking for. What you think I'm looking for? You're looking for a man to make you submit, basically. A mm-hmm. man who loves you, but is also at the same time not a pussy. Yeah. And not a simp. Yeah. And does a college degree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't even think that all matters, dog. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's more of being an assertive person while at the same time being loving at the same while being you have to be a, a mix and it's what I haven't mastered. I don't know how to be cold and loving at the same time. That's what I want. I, I've tried but it, <laughs> I, I, I always tend to be more cold than not, and it doesn't work out. Yeah. But I think you're looking for somebody who can be harsh, but at the same time, just loving and somebody you want to submit to. And yeah. I think you'll find them. People yeah. Take notes. Any of you <laughs> single men listening, yeah. work on yourselves. Don't be a simp. Work on yourself for yourself, though. Don't work on yourself exactly. for me. Exactly. Exactly. Don't make Jasmine the center of your world. Okay? Yeah, that's just, <laughs> just annoying. Just make her a part of it. <laughs> okay. See, we are gonna get you a man by the end of this podcast. Okay. Man. <laughs> by the hundredth episode, this we will get you a man. This podcast is never ending. What are you saying? <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. I will fully admit I'm fucking tired. So let's just speed run through the rest of these fucking topics, man. Because yeah. I feel like we don't fucking yeah, it's getting late in the night. I know we don't yeah. use. <laughs> and and, and we before before we end the podcast, Landry sent us a question. Yeah, we'll get to that so, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. just but speed run. Yeah, yes. Uh, number one, uh, Trump is apparently trying to help getting ASAP Rocky out of jail <laughs> in Sweden. Uh, the president made some comments. And by the way, y'all might have noticed we don't really talk about Trump a whole lot on this podcast. Actually, we never talk about him. Um, I feel like there's enough places to go to get that kind of talk. And yeah. we're trying to do something lighter. And we don't and, know shit about politics. Yes, or exactly. at least I don't. I follow it, but it's like, I don't want to talk about it, man. Honestly, it's too divisive. And it's like, uh, I just there's other places where you can get more informed takes on politics than us. We talk about hip hop and the real shit. Yeah, you gotta care about. But um, Donald Trump spoke uh, today. He also tweeted that he spoke to Kanye West about his friend ASAP Rocky's incarceration. Side note: It was really funny hearing President Trump say ASAP Rocky several yeah. times, yeah. as well as Melania, his wife. Yeah. But he said, I'll be calling the very talented prime minister of Sweden to see what we can do about helping ASAP Rocky. So many people would like to see this quickly resolved. Um, now, Sweden apparently recently said that they haven't heard anything. They've had no communication with the White House about ASAP Rocky. But then again, Trump didn't say they have contacted him. They said they will. So we will yeah. see if he holds true. Mm-hmm. But how do y'all feel about Donald Trump trying to intervene in this? <laughs> and do you think it'll actually help get him released? So um, did we talk about last time? We did talk about last time about the comments that black Twitter is or the black community is upset at him about and that's why some people are turning their backs ASAP. on him yeah okay. ASAP so I just think it's very interesting that 
the same comments that he made, which I I think I also um, explained how he did clear those comments up, but no one's talking about that. But um, I think it's interesting that those comments have resurfaced. And I think it's interesting that he had he said what he said. And now look at the people that are having to help you. Like, look at the people that are um, are coming to your defense. Um, You were so unconcerned about what was going on in the world because you didn't live, you only lived in Soho, but now look at the world coming to your defense. So it's like almost like a, I would hope that it would be like a meek mill type of situation when ASAP Rocky does return home to America and that he can understand the, the, just the ugliness of his comments now. And even though he may have clear, like, you know, even though he may have cleared it up and may have apologized behind them, it's still something that a lesson that I feel like hopefully he's going to come out of Sweden and learn because I feel like with him being the influencer that he is and being so in his own world, now you in the world of the American citizens and what happens to people on a regular basis. You're sure. just a, you're just a celebrity now. So what are you going to do about it now that, you know, when you do get out of jail? But do you think he could make that stand? Like, how do you feel if like Figgy thinks he might wear the hat? Yeah. If mm-hmm. he actually said shout out to Donald Trump and he was a fan of Donald Trump after that, how would so, you feel about that? He took a picture with Kanye yes. and Donald Trump. So him taking a picture with Kanye and Donald, Donald Trump, I think that would definitely uh, hurt hurt what I would hope that he would be standing for when he gets out. So obviously these people are the people that are helping him out of the case, but I would love for him to come out and and just even though I know that he has openly apologized for what everybody's giving him shit about right now, I would love for him to come out and be like, you know, I was wrong. Look at who needed to help me. Or I kind of find I kind of see it. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it's going to be more of it, he's going to try to advocate for black people to appreciate Trump more. And yeah, I, I I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. Like, I feel like it can either go one of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> Either people are going to, you know, look no, at they that they gesture <laughs> and or they just going to shit on ASAP. Yeah. So, that's but that's the thing that I heard. It, it sucks because they're going to shit on him regardless because he was shitting on everybody regardless. And then look who got you out of your situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it, it's a slippery slope. Pun okay. intended. Okay. Figure I know you're an ASAP stan. Yeah. Are you going to stand for Donald Trump when he gets ASAP out? Uh, <laughs> nah, man. I, I mean, I never cared about that yeah, shit, man. That's only the topic. <laughs> but yeah, um, as far as if Donald Trump would do this, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But I feel like if he do get out, I feel like Donald Trump will take some credit for it. And um, I, I forgot your other question. You said... Um, I, f- I forgot exactly. I already you- forgot too. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, I think my my stance on this is if he if Donald Trump go to Sweden or whatever, I don't think he gonna go over there. But if he makes some calls and get ASAP out, I think ASAP got no choice but to get a red hat and yeah, because it. I, the whole situation just looked bad, man. Yeah. Like you look on Twitter now, like my dude ASAP Ant. I I love ASAP Ant. Uh, I was actually supposed to um, get him on the song, mm-hmm. but okay. um, I just ain't get around to it. But 
he tweeting down. I mean, he retweeting Donald Trump pretty much. Uh, that whole video we just played, or did we play? I don't think we played it. No, we did not. Yeah, anyway, yeah, but yeah, he pretty much now. retweeting that video. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. So the shit just looked so weird, man. It, it looked like he's supporting Trump. Yeah, but. And that's the thing, too. I'm sorry, not to cut uh, you off. Go ahead. But I wonder, too, like, obviously he's in Sweden, so he's probably disconnected from the entire world right now. But I wonder how he feels to know that Donald Trump is the person that's advocating for him. Like, would he would he complete, like, would he want the help yes. at that Hell point? Yes. Or would he, like, completely yes. disregard yeah. it? Hell yeah, he yeah. want the help. Like, yeah. don't nobody want to sit in jail in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine how it is in a whole I different country. To be fair, I don't think his prison is that no, bad at all i've seen no. pictures and i don't know if those are accurate or not but apparently sweden jails look like our college dorm rooms but those people but, aren't celebrities in foreign but, countries i think but, he's being held in better but, condition but, but go ahead Vicky. but don't nobody want to be in jail man that too like if i was in jail and donald trump was talking about getting me out mm-hmm. i would be like hell yeah like get me out this bitch mm-hmm. so i don't think he'd be like oh donald trump hell no even though he did, he, he did um, call Donald Trump an asshole on the song. Yeah, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, I think at this point, man, he like he might as well wear a red hat. Yeah, yeah. he ain't got to go that far. I, I, Not man, that far. If Donald Trump get him up, because he been in jail for a minute. Yeah, this longer than I thought. I thought he would have been out. So um, if he get him out, man. You know Donald Trump going try to get uh, try to use use that to his to his advantage. Of course, he going to try to get a picture and all that shit. You got the election coming up next year, so he going to try to use that. He yeah. going to try to say, "Oh yeah, my good old buddy ASAP Rocky." So um, yeah, I think he already in a fucked up position. On top of people bringing back his comments, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but. <laughs> Have we heard from Ferg or anybody? They just been... Tw- I, I know they've been tweeting heavy. Yeah. Pretty much saying, free my brother and all that. Yeah. And I think he... I, I can't remember if he, like, actually made a statement on camera. Mm-hmm. But they definitely trying to get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm of two minds of this. Well, actually, I just have two thoughts. It's not really two minds. Um, number one, I've always been somebody to try to keep the same energy for everybody. Um, if somebody I don't like does something that's good, I recognize that it's good, even though I don't like them. You know, um, if somebody I know personally who probably says something negative to me and probably don't fuck with me, if they do something good, I'm not going to be like, well, that sucks because I don't like them. <laughs> you know, I try to keep the same energy. That same thing goes for this Trump thing, man. <laughs> I feel like no matter how you feel about it, I mean, the fact that he's bringing awareness to it, shining a light to it. Whatever you want to say about what else he's doing, I mean, <laughs> fuck, that's good for somebody in hip hop who is being held in fucking unfortunate and fucked up circumstances yeah. to even say anything about it. He could have just ignored this and just done whatever else he's trying to do right now. So, I mean, no matter how you feel, you got to think that, hey, that's a positive thing for at least one person in hip hop. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that. I don't know how genuine his efforts will be. I think ASAP Rocky will be released soon, regardless of what the White House supposedly does or any calls that are made. And I think regardless of what happens, 
well, when he's released, I think Donald Trump will claim the victory for this. Yeah, of course. Because he did the same thing with LeVar Ball's son, LiAngelo, when he was imprisoned in China. He tried to act like he got LiAngelo out of that prison when LeVar got on TV and said he didn't really do anything. <laughs> so I think this will be a similar tactic to endear himself to black people who have left the Democratic Party but aren't fully Republican. He would try to leverage that into a campaign effort to try to at least get them to not vote Democrat. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Point being, I hope ASAP gets out soon, no matter what. Yeah. I don't think he's going to turn into a Donald Trump stan. <laughs> I think if he genuinely does help get him out, that, you know, ASAP will be grateful for it. I never expected ASAP Rocket to be any kind of fucking voice for black people anyway. Yeah. So no matter what he does here, I won't be surprised, honestly. I was more surprised if he would actually, you know, try to pander towards black people after being in prison. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. Him to suddenly be pro-black. You after don't all want this that happened. to happen? I don't. Because uh -huh. I feel like, okay, when it wasn't happening to you, you had no empathy for it. But suddenly, since it happened to you, now you care about it. Yeah, I'm not it, with that, man. It, I mean, if I, you look at if you look at the Meek Mill situation, I, I don't think he pandering to it. I think that was kind of in his blood all along because yeah. he been in and out of jail. He been on probation for like 20 years, so the shit was kind of in his blood. So now I think with Meek Mill, I think he kind of going harder with it now uh, to bring awareness to it. But um, 21 Savage, I feel like he kind of toned down a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he bringing a little awareness to, you know, the fucked up system. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if ASAP maybe try to, I ain't going to say go all out like that, but if he tried to go that route a little bit, mm -hmm. try I, to bring aware. I, I, I say bring awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I wouldn't be opposed to it because I think, Obviously, that's what he needed. He was living in his own bubble. He wasn't aware of what normal people have to deal with on a regular basis, and he was feeling like he couldn't be touched at the time. So I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't um, like shun him for trying to advocate for it just because it happened to him. I would appreciate his um, transparency and honesty if he came out and said, like, you know, I understand that I. I was fucked up and I said what I said because I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know. But if he's honest about it, then then I would be in support of, you know, him trying to advocate for those type of people. I, or, I feel you. I very much doubt he would actually walk back any previous comments. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think so. He, like, that's my guy, man. I love his music. I'm a stan. But he, he can be an asshole. He is. Like, he, he never come across sensitive at all. He never, you know, he never, I don't know. It seemed like we always see him angry. Mm -hmm. He always going off on somebody in the streets. You know what I mean? He he always got this, he got that New Yorker attitude yeah. that we mm -hmm. all, that's how, like, when we think about New Yorkers, that's him. Yeah. That's what we think about. And that's how he is. So it'd be real inter interesting to see how he at once he get out. And on top of he like uh, ain't nobody really talking about this, but he losing a lot of money. Yeah. So he like I want to see what he do once he get out too. He, he might have to put out two or three albums. Yeah, you got to do some tours to kind of 
make up because he he losing millions of dollars. Yeah, he got to model some jail. more Calvin Klein and some draws again to get some more money. But we'll see, man. Hopefully, he yeah. gets out soon. Yeah. Um, more things going on this week. Uh, I thought this story was kind of interesting. Uh, the t- Iowa dude who was fired for being too much of a Tupac stand. <laughs> th- yeah. So yeah. this man, he led Iowa's Department of Human Services. His name is Jerry Fox Sullivan. Uh, was apparently fired the same day where he sent a email to more than 4,000 agency employees that included an ins- inspirational quote from <laughs> Tupac. Uh, reading more into this, apparently this dude was a super Tupac stand. <laughs> he hosted Tupac Fridays where he would regularly play the music and uh, put quotes in emails. Apparently he would celebrate Tupac's birthday. He went as far as emailing that he might seem a little down today because today was the 22nd anniversary of the day. Tupac's <laughs> death, which I thought was kind of funny. He apparently even had uh, he made Tupac cookies and baked goods for his own birthday. Damn. Yeah. So this guy was a super Tupac stand. More of a stand than us. Yes. <laughs> and at first, I thought this was like a weird sexual thing, man. Just my first inclinations, because this guy is 66. He's white. He looks like a stereotypical white dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the stuff he said, there's a piece on NPR about him. Uh, they they talked to him, and he made some good points, man. He was talking about how you know Tupac just inspired him, and if you know, I think Barry Manilow's birthday was one day before Tupac. He <laughs> mentioned the fact that if he brought Barry Manilow music and talked about Barry Manilow all day, he'd probably still have a job. Mm. Nobody would have a problem with that. So he, uh, by the way, he doesn't think that the Tupac thing got him fired, but it seems like convenient timing. I think they were just sick of him <laughs> because of that. Yeah. Uh, so what do y'all, what do y'all think about this, man? Do y'all think this guy was too much of a stand, or do you think that he was just a, a good guy being inspirational for his coworkers? I think he was just a good guy being inspirational for his coworkers. To be honest, I've had bosses that have. Um, had like or even teachers like growing up that had like were fans of certain people and they used to always incorporate them in lesson plans or on some type of way so I don't see that any different from what he was doing to be honest but do you do you think Tupac Fridays is too far like imagine every Friday you had to eat Tupac cookies and listen to How Do You Want It. <laughs> That'd be kind of fire, man. It really would. Like I wouldn't complain. I talk myself into it but, now. I want Tupac Fridays. But I, I, I get. I, I do. I feel like it, that's a little too far. But him, as far as him, like putting inspirational quotes and like giving, you know, just giving his employees a little bit more insight on him. I don't see anything wrong with that. I have another question real quick, though. Uh-huh. Being as you as a black person in a probably majority white space mm-hmm. as you are, um, how would you feel if you were one of the few black people on staff, on his staff, and he was always talking about Tupac and talking to you about Tupac and putting Tupac in emails? <laughs> would you feel a type of way about that? <laughs> I can't lie. I'd probably be like... I don't know, man. Like, if he's just doing it and I don't have the relationship with him to know him, then I would probably feel away. But if I, um, 
you know, have had conversations with him and can tell that this is something, this man is just being genuine. He's not trying to appeal to me because I'm black, then, uh, yeah, I wouldn't bother me. But I think that would be a circumstance type of situation. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Figgy? Are you down for Tupac Fridays? Uh, I would be down for it, but... This guy sounded like he was a little irritated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's, uh, we say Barry Manilow birthday was yeah. before. I would be, if he was doing the same thing with that, I would be surprised if they still got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I love Tupac too, but he was, it seemed like he was kind of going a little overboard. So they probably was, you know, I don't think it had anything to do with him liking Tupac as much. But it seemed like he was throwing it in their face too much. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I get it. I, I don't see nothing wrong with, you know, putting the quotes in the emails and stuff like that. But the cookies. <laughs> the cookies is a little weird. That's a little weird. You know what I mean? I think, I, think, I think it was more being irritating. I'm tired of the shit because, like. I mean, we could talk about Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will be irritated as hell if you always quoting Jay-Z, if you always, if you making Jay-Z cookies, if you always, you know, oh, Jay-Z Friday, got to play some Jay-Z song. Like, I will be a little irritated too. Yeah. And I love Jay-Z. So, um, yeah, I would be a little irritated. I, I, I agree. I felt the way you felt first. It sounds annoying, and I've also been in jobs where, like, they have these corny things they do. They try to relate to the younger employees by, like, fucking putting rapper quotes in the fucking... On a, you know, a, my favorite yes, album on is the whiteboard or something. <laughs> my favorite Some, rapper is Lil Uzi. Yes. Because he did this. He grew yes. up in Philly. Like an inspirational quote from Lil Wayne or something. It, it's yeah. always cringeworthy to me. But some of these things he was saying, man, he was talking about um, what he said in the story. He said um, it's important for us to break down those stereotypes. If you listen to rap music, you're a criminal or dangerous. It's not true at all. And he said he would he hoped this will this situation will lead to having open discussions about race and what we have in common instead of what separates us. That's typical. Like, let's all come together. Bullshit. Yeah. But I mean. I'm kind of on this guy's side now, man. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not saying I would enjoy working for him. Yeah. I'll probably after a while be like, man, chill the Tupac shit. But <laughs> I mean, this dude didn't seem like a bad dude, man. He's corny, but I've had a lot of corny bosses and corny, yeah. corny co-workers. He seemed harmless. He seemed yeah. like it was, he was very genuine behind yeah. everything. Yeah, it seemed real. I'd rather take this than somebody who come up to me like, oh, yeah, I'm quoting Malcolm X or something like that <laughs> just because it's me. You know, you know, you yes. had the one random white person who tried to come up to you like, hey, did you see that Kevin Hart yes. stand up? Like, nah, like, we don't care about Kevin Hart like that. I had somebody um, close to this <laughs> where we work at um, talk about uh, how he read Malcolm X's book to me. Really? Yeah, a white guy. <laughs> it was very odd. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, this 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 dude, I don't know. I don't think he should be fired for that. It was in Iowa. So I mean okay. make, hey, come down to Houston, man. We yeah. like Tupac down here, bro. We can put you on some new rappers too. Yeah. We got yeah. Big Hawk Fridays too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, man. Um on the subject of Tupac though. 
So Glass is Malone, um, who's a rapper I only hear about in controversial takes on Tupac, basically. <laughs> um, he made a video called Tupac Must Die. Um, he also tweeted it out w- with the headline, Tupac Deserved to Die. Um, he hmm. says he implies he didn't mean this literally, but it sounded like it was cloud chasing. I think a lot of people just ignored this off top. But for the people who actually did watch the video, the video is basically a reenactment of the events that happened in Vegas on September 7th, 1996, which Tupac died um, at probably it's never been proven, never been charged, never anything. But most people agree that uh, Orlando baby lane Anderson likely killed Tupac that night. Mm. Um, And this video is shot from his perspective. Orlando apparently had a Tupac chain or he, he robbed him and his friends robbed somebody and took their death row chain. Mm -hmm. That same person was at Tupac with Tupac in Vegas, saw Orlando. Uh, They jumped him because they knew he was with the dude who jacked the chain and they jumped him in the lobby. Of course, we all saw the video Orlando, uh, not even allegedly, because he never even was charged or were investigated. Mm-hmm. But people think, believe that he pulled up on Tupac that night and likely killed him. Mm. Uh, so, did y'all see any of this? And what is y'all's reaction to a video like this being shown? Like, does it kind of freak you out? Is it just, is it a new <laughs> perspective for you? Or how do you feel about it? It's a it's a little different. I'm watching it now. It's a little different. I I never thought about this idea. You know, I I try to think outside the box as well. But um this is something totally different. I I think a lot of people always try to um I don't want to say make songs about this, but this is something totally different. And I can see why people might be outraged. This is this is definitely um headline porn. Yeah. So the um to somebody who just scrolling past and no, they see yeah. this the caption <laughs> yeah they, I can see people jumping in the comments trying to defend Tupac and saying you disrespectful and all this other stuff but I I think it's creative now I mean you can say what you want about Glasses Malone but um his job was done right here because we sitting talking about it that's true and. Like like you said earlier, this is the only time we do talk about him. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this dude was about to blow up for years. <laughs> and I feel like he never took that next step. But yeah. I don't know. It's real creative. I like creative shit like this. Okay. I, I ain't seen nobody do nothing like this. Okay. And, um yeah, I'm a um I'ma watch the whole thing and check it out. How's the song? Is it a song or Yeah, it's a song. Okay. It's a song. It's like five minutes and thirty seconds basically. Okay. But it's a song. Um check it out. It's interesting to say the least. Yeah, I'm Jeff. interested to see it with the sound on. Okay. I'm I'm kinda yeah. watching it now, I, but Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. videos like this, man. I'm even looking at you you got the uh him blinking his eyes. Yeah. Like to me, I, I wonder who directed this, but I think it's kind of dope, man. It's it's something different. It is. Um, is a thing, man. I don't like this, <laughs> and I say this to somebody who is anti making Tupac a living a god. Basically, I'm against people kind of deifying and acting like Tupac did no wrong ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Tupac was a human being. He was flawed, just like everybody else. Um, he got in situations he 
did need to be in and his own actions likely caused his death. I'm not a big Tupac conspiracy. You know, I'm a Tupac. I'm a conspiracy guy. But I don't think there was a conspiracy around Tupac's death. You don't think the death. government no. did it? <laughs> I think he was trying to gangbang in his mid-20s and he got killed for it. That being he's said, still alive. <laughs> that being said, I'm not a fan of stuff like this, man. Mm-hmm. I don't like, like, for example, I watched the whole video and like, I already knew the, the you know, the, the thoughts of what happened. You know, there's nothing really proven, but people... Uh, basically put together a story based on eyewitnesses and what people said in the streets, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So if you follow all that stuff, it's really not a whole lot new, but it didn't make me have empathy for Orlando because, okay, uh, there are two fights happening. You roll up and kill somebody. I mean, that I would think the pay, I'm not a street dude, yeah. but I would think if you get jumped, you should jump the other dude back. Yeah, I don't think you should necessarily just pull up and kill him, especially if you're Tupac. Yeah, but you know I'm not a street dude like I said. I know yeah. the fucking gang wars were heavy back then, so <laughs> I don't even try to. I, I I don't know. I'm not gonna get involved I, with that. I'm gonna say I guess you ain't hear Nas nice on power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he got man. jumped and he went to the house to get a gun. Yeah, I mean I know what happens. I yeah. get it. Yeah, but, nah. but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I don't feel I'm, what I'm saying is I don't feel empathy for Orlando. Like, oh man, he had to do it. I understand it. It's from his perspective, man. I get why he did it. No, nah, I really don't, man. But whatever. That aside, I've been seeing lately what seems like an agenda of people just trying to tear down Tupac mm. twenty plus years after his death. And it makes me wonder now, like, will somebody do this for Nipsey in 20 years? It wouldn't mm. be cool to do it now. Yeah. But what about 20 years from himself. now? People will talk about because people there have been little hits and, and little disses and digs at Tupac for years now, man. People talking about how he really wasn't a thug on Vlad TV or whatever. People coming out, young rappers saying he wasn't a great rapper. Nobody cares about him. Arian Foster saying he wasn't yeah. deep. You know, there's been little digs here and there. And like I'm saying, I'm not a Tupac stan. I like, I loved his music, but I'm not like, you know, saying he's a god. Yeah, but I don't like us tearing down our fallen legends. I don't like us tearing down people who help put the rap game as big as it is, and people who are legends, man. I don't like tearing them down. I don't like shitting on them after their death, and I don't like the because I I just feel like it'll repeat as soon as like I said, twenty years to, people do this to Nipsey. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just not a fan of it, man. Yeah. People are acting like you know. It's an interesting perspective. Nah, fuck that, man. We didn't need to see this. <laughs> yeah. Tupac's dead. Orlando Baby Lane Anderson's dead, too. They're both dead. This adds nothing, yeah, honestly. Yeah, neither party are here to set account for if this is true or not. Or if exactly. this is, you know, a correct yeah. perspective or not. I, yeah, I will say that. I mean, it's not fair because can't nobody defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of get it, but... As far as like the creativity from a director's point or you know the creative view, yeah, I never seen this done. <laughs> That's I mean? true. So um, yeah, I never I never even thought about because there's a whole bunch of shit I think about and somebody end up doing it where I'm like, damn, like they took my idea. Yeah, I never thought about nothing like this. So uh, I think it's I I thought it was real creative. 
But I see you kind of went deep into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand that. I won't disagree with you on that. But the headline is bothering, man. It, it, it look, it's clout chasing, basically. Yeah. You know, you could that, say another perspective. You didn't it. have to say Tupac deserved to die. He knew what yeah. the fuck he was doing yeah. with this yeah. shit. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, we we all know what it is. And there's been a whole lot of these gang bangers talking about Tupac, man, and talking about how, you know, he got what he had coming. Like shit well, like that, man. Yeah. And and like I said, I felt uh, you mentioned Nipsey. People already, they're already doing that with Nipsey because they had, it was a couple headlines out this week pretty much saying he was being investigated for gang activity yeah. and all this shit. It's like, man, like, that dude is dead. Mm-hmm. Like, why bring all this shit up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it has something to do with the case. Yeah. Or to, you know, prove that the person who's in jail right now did it. Like, what's the point of bringing up his past? We don't want to... We don't want to hear about we being in the system or yeah. him, you know, committing this crime years ago or something like that. Like, like that dude is dead, man. Like, leave Let it him alone. be, yeah. Yeah, leave, leave it be. alone. Yeah. And when you get down to it, man, everybody has a reason for killing somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's never just it was ran, very rarely just out the blue. Everybody has a reason for killing somebody. And uh, what was I going to bring up? The example. For example, uh, that dude on Vlad TV who he really caught, I forget who it was, but it was some rapper or somebody died and Vlad had the guy who killed him on and explained why he did it. Vlad caught a lot of shit for that. He never really apologized and people kind of canceled him after that. Yeah. He deserved the flack he got, man, because th- that man are, has family. Are you a fan of Vlad? No. I'm Do not. you have a problem with Vlad? I don't like him for certain things he does and perpetuates, but at the same time, he does get a whole lot of legends on his show, man. People yeah. who a lot of people forget about. Uh, Lord Jamar wouldn't even be known right now if he was not on Vlad TV. He gets some good interviews. I don't think he's a good interviewer, really. Yeah. And I think he's kind of a shitty person. I think he's a yeah. shitty That's person. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a shitty person, but I do think he has at least a modicum of respect for the genre because he gets some legends on, people that who have not been seen in years. He had Twista on. We just talked about Twista, funnily yeah. enough. We always predict shit on this podcast. Yeah. But uh, he had Twista on. That was a good interview. He has people on that a lot of people in hip-hop forget about. So I, I have respect for that, but I do think he's a shitty person for some of the things he's done and not apologize for. So, yeah. yeah he's the type that will bring um, the person who killed Nipsey, their family he on. He definitely or friends yeah, he's on Something couple, like that. Yes. Somebody that was there. Yes. And, he is the yeah. definition of a culture appropriator, in my he opinion. He is. He is. He's a, he's a cornball, man. But, you know, like I said, I try not to, to separate if somebody the does something good, artists. if yeah. I don't like them, like he does do some good things. You give him credit where it's due. But yeah, he's, I think he's a shitty person. But anyway, I said we were speed going through this shit, trying to. Trying. Uh, <laughs> other things that happened this week. So Eddie Murphy is apparently making Uh-oh. a comeback. Uh-oh. Uh, apparently he's going to have a new Netflix special in talks. I don't think it's official yet. Um, he might get up to $70 million for it. Mm. Um, this is his first stand up in like 30 years maybe what was his last fucking, one uh, uh, Raw that was Wait, his last one Delirious was the first one right then it was Raw yeah that was his last yeah, one okay damn so yeah damn 
Are you excited? No. <laughs> no. Just by looking at this or hearing, looking at this headline, I don't think it's going to be good. I, don't, I think people are going to be too hype. People are going to be looking for delirious. People are going to be looking for raw. So I think uh, by that point, I think it's not going to be as good. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be better than none of those. Yeah. So you're gonna get a lot of people that said, "Nah, it was. It wasn't funny. He ain't really talk about shit." So I'm not. I mean, it's good for him, but he don't even. I. I. You can't turn down seventy million. Yeah. But he ain't even got to do this shit. He ain't do a stand up in almost thirty years. Yeah. So, yeah. No. No. Is mm. nah. Jasmine, <laughs> are you looking forward to what Jasmine? I know you're not a big Eddie Murphy person. He's yeah. a little ahead of your time. I was getting yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. He a little like his stand up is way before my time. Like I was more of a Doctor Doolittle kid. Okay. So you know, oh, the that's kitty, the Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy you remember? Yeah. Because you still Murphy. haven't seen um, Coming to America. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the Eddie Murphy that I was introduced to and grew up with. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm indifferent. Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here's my thing about stand-up, man. You have to do reps. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's like sports, but it's something you can't just pick up after 30 years and expect to be good at it. Um, I heard Eddie Murphy is still funny. I heard he's still, you know, from people who hang around him, Dave Chappelle said it, you know, he's, he's still, still hilarious. Funny, yeah. But it's one thing between entertaining your friends and, and getting being, up on stage and being funny for everybody in the yes, nation. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of comedians, even if they're not like Dave Chappelle doesn't put out a special every single year. He does it very rarely, but he's always doing stand-up he's always touring he, he'll park out in the middle of a park that's his put thing. A speaker up and yeah. just do stand-up that's his thing too yeah. because it's not like dave Chappelle wasn't like a, a, a he ain't switched all the way to acting yeah he's not like a kevin hart where you just do a shit ton of movies mm-hmm. and then kind of step away from the you know the stand-up exactly stand-up was his number one thing comedy was his number one thing exactly so Chris Rock still does stand up. He still tours. He still does random gigs. He just shows up at clubs some days and just, just does performs. a two hour long set. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld does not need to work at all. He literally <laughs> can just lay back and just chill on his residuals for the rest of his life. He still goes out there and does stand up. Yeah. Eddie Murphy has not done stand up anywhere since the 80s. <laughs> and the material he was doing then is not going to work right now at all. Talking about ice cream. Yes, talking about gay people looking at his ass and saying faggot and all this stuff. Yes. (laughs) All this stuff he's talking about is not going to fly in 2019 for the woke crowd. So, no, I'm not really looking forward to it. He took too long for it. Um, I'm not against him getting the bag, but, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to cringe. It's going to be like... Dog, the fucking Chris Tucker special was so bad. Yeah, mm. I was I was about to mention yeah, I that. Didn't like, yeah. That's somebody. Oh, yeah, that's somebody. I felt like he jumped into it to get the money real yes. quick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's somebody who went away from stand up, started doing a shit ton of movies, and tried to come back. It's like, nah, you all old fat. Yeah, you're not hungry. Still yeah. trying to do the material he was doing when he was twenty something. Yeah, he not. Yeah, and plus you, he ain't got that hunger. If you look at some old Chris Tucker shit, mm-hmm. he had that raw hunger, like he's trying to make it. And you can tell too, because um, 
he wasn't he offered things in the past. I don't know if I'm thinking about necessarily Friday or maybe it was rush hour or something, but he turned things down because he didn't want to be he didn't want to curse anymore or something like that for yeah. his kids. He went through the and Christian so now, thing. Yeah, yeah. And so now when you see him actually do specials and stuff, it's like, All okay, well, we didn't ask for this anymore. Yeah. And you, now we know you're just doing it because you need to. Because when we wanted it, you didn't want to give it to us. Still humping a stool at fucking 40 years old, mm. man. Yeah. I cut the thing off right when he did that shit. Yeah. Like, Are you fucking serious, man? It's kind of irritating when um, certain comedians talk about sex. It's just like, man, like I feel like that's people go to. Yes. And sometimes it's like, man, I don't want to hear that shit, man. <laughs> I have a lot of gripes about like the stereotypical black comedy and that's one of them man like <laughs> too vulgar sex talk yeah like I get people talk about fucking but when you ain't got a fucking hump of couch yeah to make somebody laugh dog. <laughs> I always hated that I shit. hated that I hate the fart sounds yes that's irritating Oh man, yeah. there's a whole lot. Comic View is basically <laughs> everything I hate about like stereotypical <laughs> shit. It was every episode of Comic View, man. Outside yeah. of Bruce Bruce, everybody was awful on that fucking show, dog. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, um, did y'all see the Espies? No, I didn't. I didn't. Tracy Mor- like Tracy Morgan was awful, man. I tried to watch it. I was cringing a lot. So, um, like, I was wondering where I'm not the biggest comedy fan. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not the person that know every comedian, but I never hear people talk about Tracy Morgan as like a top notch comedian. Yeah. Like, I, I was wondering because I know you're a big comedy fan, Rocket. Yeah. Where do you kind of rank? Where do you put Tracy Morgan at when it comes to straight up comedy? I don't know if I've ever... Actually, I probably have seen some of his stand-up. It, it wasn't good, man. But the f- shit that made him... Like, him at his best is on a TV show. I, I honestly. agree. <laughs> TV show. Hustle Man on Martin. Yeah. Uh, 30 Rock. He was always funny on that show. He's funny in, like... Scripted. Yeah. But even... like I don't know if Tracy Morgan has ever really scripted, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. in this new show, the, the last OG, he probably is... But some of that, I think the stuff he was doing in Martin was just his natural funny coming just, through, man. That was nothing but improv anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's a funny person. I think he's a like one of the funniest people probably naturally at times. But in terms of stand-up, like sitting there and telling a joke, he's terrible. Yeah. Honestly. I, I never really laughed at I mean, outside of his um, skits, you know, like I said, Martin, uh, I ain't really watched 30 Rock as much. Yeah. But um, him at, what was it Longest Yard? I forgot. Maybe. Mm. Uh, uh, he was on, I, well, he played the gay dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that he was, was on Longest Yard. Yard. Yeah. yeah, I forgot like, about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But I just never found him funny. Whenever he hosts something, yeah. whenever he up, um, you know, talking on the mic, mm-hmm. he, to me, he always come across as this angry New Yorker. He loud, obnoxious. Yeah. I just never found him funny. And I want to get y'all pregnant. Huh? He said that shit every single. <laughs> I want to get somebody here pregnant. Yeah, like man, shut know. up. It was just irritating. That, um, I had to realize. I was thinking like, damn, dude. I never. I hear everybody talk about Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. um, Mike Epps. You know, name whoever, but nobody ever talk about. Oh yeah, Tracy, uh, Tracy Morgan. 
Like that dude, y'all, y'all sleeping yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. I never hear anybody talk about. I feel like he good for like parts and movies. Yeah, and maybe TV shows. I really ain't care for his. Remember, he had his own TV show. I forgot what it was called. What it the last be, OG? No, not the last OG. He had his own sitcom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Yeah. He, it, it was a nice little cast in it too. Wasn't mm-hmm. it the one with Tiffany Haddish? Is that the same? No, that's, that's last, last OG. OG. Yeah. Okay. No, I forgot the. It, it might have been. Tracy Morgan show? Yeah. It didn't last like, like probably like a season. Yeah. yeah. But that really wasn't funny. And mm-hmm. he had a nice little cast in there too. But um yeah, I never hear nobody talk about him. I feel <laughs> I feel like that I hate to say it like this, but I feel like that accident kinda It did. It boosted him. him up, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It saved his career. Yeah. Oh, remember, yeah. he was one of the first people to get canceled by cancel culture in by recent the LGBTQ. Because yes. what did he say? Did he he, said I remember that. He would beat his son if he found out he was gay. Gotcha. And it's and it was a joke it, on a stage. It was upset, on the stage, yeah. But people got upset. Even the people on Thirty Rock like went against him. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was, had to go to the gay parade. Yes. <laughs> so the accident, I mean, even though he almost died, that did save his career. Honestly, yeah, yeah. So, especially if he hosted the ESPYS. Yes. So then he got a bag from Walmart. Then he's doing more roles. So you good, man? I'm happy he's eating. Yeah, but I'm not a big I'm, fan of him. Yeah, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I, I usually go to you for comedy news and shit like that. Yeah, y'all know you're a big comedy fan. So yeah, I was wondering what you thought of Tracy Morgan. Nah, as he's, a he's whack, man. But <laughs> Hustle Man will always be funny, dog. That pick up the pieces. <laughs> I laugh so hard to see that clip, yeah, man. Yeah, pe- people can play funny parts. Yes. But they'll make you a funny comedian. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> um. So Aisha Curry, you know, every, every time she says something, it's fucking news <laughs> on Twitter. Black Twitter sends out an alert. The sky's blue. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, apparently Aisha Curry tried to describe what a hot girl summer is, and it sounded like this. Cut off early, but mm-hmm. people were offended that she said city girls instead of uh, Megan, Megan Stallion. Stallion. <laughs> um, so, number one, Jasmine, since you're a per- semi participant in the hot girl summer, mm-hmm. what is the definition of a hot girl and a hot girl summer? So, I want to start by saying I, I'm not gonna shit on, I can never say her name, Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. Aisha because. Yes, Megan did start the hot girl summer, and by hot girl summer, it is just living your best life. Basically, that that the term "living your best life" has changed to hot boy summer or hot girl summer. In my I opinion, I thought it was being a hoe. <laughs> that's what li- that's what people would say that living your best life is. That's if you get down to okay. me. If you <laughs> like, I'm out here living my best life. Oh, you out here getting you out okay. here hoeing, basically. So it's similar to that. Phrase, I guess, but to her, to Aisha's defense, like they confuse the shit. The internet is confusing the shit out of me because it's a city. What is the difference between a city girl summer and a hot girl summer? Because I thought that the one city is with the city girls and one is a hot girl. Uh, Megan and stuff. But I guess because old girl ended up getting pregnant. What's her name? Parisha or one of the young Miami ended up getting pregnant. So I think it was. Okay, a, yeah. I think 
Hot Girl Summer and City Girl Summer was all in one at one point in time because they had the same type of genre. But then, but then Young Miami ended up getting pregnant. Yeah. So that then City Girl Summer became like a a laughable term versus Hot Girl Summer. So I can understand why she was confused, and but she should have just said she didn't know. Yeah. I, I would think City Girl Summer is more of scamming. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> yeah. Hot, I mean, yeah. Hot, hot Girl Summer is more just getting out here fucking niggas. Yeah. Make, making them... Because Big Old Freak is Megan's anthem, yeah. but a fucking act up is the City Girl. City Girl. Yeah. all about scamming niggas, so... Yeah. Yeah, they gonna yeah. take what Real you got. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's that's what I think the difference is. Yeah. We gotta look on uh, Urban Dictionary and see. <laughs> no, don't trust that man. White people put that shit in. Um, and also Future, because I guess he finally had to act on something. Uh, Future made a hot boy summer playlist on Spotify. I can't stand Future. I just <laughs> I'm over him. Like I really want him. I'm just over him. I'm over what, what? him. <laughs> Why? A playlist? Because I'm just over. Like his existence annoys me. Annoys Damn. me right now. What, what's going on here? Because he's just so hurt, and he just needs to deal with his hurt. Like, Wait just a minute. get this over it. This has nothing to do with Sierra. <laughs> no, <laughs> he like, just made a playlist. It all has every everything always Come ties on, back Jasmine. to Sierra. Come just on. like how they try to tie whatever Sierra is doing to future. That's everything true. that he's doing ties back to Sierra, and he needs to get over it. I mean, what else uh, can he do? Anything nope. without you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is even more irrational than your Taylor Swift hate. Like, what uh, you? Like, let this man exist and make is, his playlist I, in peace. Mm, I'm just over him. I want he him put to Chris get Brown's help. Playlist. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. But I just, I was a fan of Future, and I guess like I'm just annoyed because I was a, like I really was in the Future hive at one point in time. Right. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is you're not serving me as a fan right now. Fair enough. Do you think the people turning on future? No, because I feel like it's not as bad as it was at one point. Because when Russell Wilson lost uh, to the um, Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. that one year. I felt like that was the all-time high of people, you know, hating Sierra and taking future side. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like it's not that bad now. I don't know if it's because his music not as popping as it yeah, was at I one point. Yeah, I think it's that. But I feel like it's not that bad. Now, I feel like a lot of people t- um, kind of um, fucking with Sierra more than they did before. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to whose side people are taking yeah. in this war. Like, to me, I don't know. I I know we, we get gossipy on this podcast. Yeah. But this is one of those things where we just don't know enough to really take anybody's side. Yeah. I assume they were both scumbags at one point, honestly. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not on Future side. I'm not on Sierra side. I'm like, whatever, man. But I do think that uh, Future is kind of falling out of favor. I think it has to do with the music and him not being as big of a figure as he is, or as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also say, I'll take Jasmine's side a little bit here. I do think this was corny. Yeah. <laughs> this was kind of corny on his part to call this a hashtag hot boy summer. Yeah. Um, Future I, used to create trends. Yeah. He True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. And uh, the whole.
whole thing, like Megan, let Megan have the hot girl shit. Yeah. Ain't that every single rapper got to try to cash in on it or talk about it or falsely attribute it to the city girls or mm-hmm. let Megan a stallion. I know she's not at superstar level yet, but I mean, the hot girl summer is her thing. Yeah. All right, and, and other rappers trying to cash in on it or other rappers trying to tweet about it or do anything. If you ain't empowering her and putting her name in it, yeah. then don't even say it, man. Because yeah. I just feel like you're riding a trend at that point. Yeah, and it's kind of disappointing coming from Future because he was the man at one point. Exactly. Yeah. So you couldn't come up with coding, the coding mm-hmm. playlist or something <laughs> like that? Like You couldn't come up with nothing but Hot Boy Summer? Yeah. Uh, that's a little disappointing. It sounds like he's listening to his fan base a little too much. Instead of guiding his fan base, he's letting his fan base guide him. Yes. Yeah. And he's being the person that's they a, want him to be instead of his own person. That's yes. a bad sign, and man. That, exactly. Is. That's why I'm just like, people around Future need to get Future the help that he needs so we can yeah. get this man back healthy. And what, we what does that mean, though? Because <laughs> he's just like, he's not, second, Jasmine. He's you go not mentally okay. And I don't care what no one of y'all say. What does that mean? <laughs> he's not. Like... He he's not. Jasmine is like the mental doctor, right? Doctor <laughs> Phil over here. He's not. He is not okay. Uh, like what? What could he Him do to Nikki. prove he's okay? Like stop, stop crying music. <laughs> about Sierra all the time. Stop doing things like. Oh, I'm just annoyed. When, when Jasmine get irritated with somebody, she get irritated. Yeah, she mm-hmm. canceled them completely. They need to stay off the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they just in their feelings too much. Just need to stop doing anything. They doing the most. Just, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> you need to not exist for Jasmine to be okay with you if she don't like you. Man. But damn. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, friends of the show, Landry Locker, posed yes. a question to the podcast. Um, he asked, and we also say anybody who listens and fucks with the podcast, if y'all have a question, y'all want us to talk about a debate or bring light to feel free to hit us up on any social media platform, gems and juice on all platforms. Landry Locker asks, where does Lil Wayne rank all time? He also said, back that ass up past the torch from no limit to cash money. Yeah. Was Cash Money hot in not ninety nine? Yes. I mean not, ca- song, not, not, yeah. not, not Cash Money, I mean no limit. Not they was kinda faded yeah, out at they that were point, right? Now at that point. No, they, I disagree. No limit no was limit still was around. In 99? I disagree because you, you forgetting the whole y'all forgetting about Lil' Romeo. That's a whole nother era in itself. And that he I was on no limit. You're saying that as a young woman who was very <laughs> attracted to Lil Romeo. No, but I don't think, think that you can say that No Limit was over after 99-2000 when they had Romeo and he was somebody that competed, was back and forth with Bow Wow. So I don't think that you can say No Limit I, was over after I, I, back, I, that ass up, back That Ass Up dropped. But like I, that's I, not I don't accurate. Think, I, I don't think Lil, I don't, not Lil Romeo, I don't think No Limit was at its peak at that time. Because they, they was at a peak during, what, 96? Yeah. 97-ish? Around that time, they was, like, at a all-time high where they was releasing music every other week, releasing albums every other week. Yeah. I think by the time Lil' Romeo was popping, that's around the time, I think Bow Wow was, I don't think, was that 99? Close to, to it, man. Yeah, it was, it was around dates. that time, but yeah. I don't 
Yeah, I don't think Master P was like the man or Silk the Shocker was the man. C Murder might have been locked up at that time. But I guess well, what are y'all I, defining as the end of the era? Because they may not have been a man at the time, but the but the label was definitely still around and make they were making movies and everything at that point in time. They may not have been the hottest thing out, but I don't think it was the end of their era just because uh, cash money was around to be I don't think they said that that was the complete I don't think Landry meant like that was the complete end of no limit but he's saying that the torch was passed from when bat. no limit used to be the number one hip hop southern movement mm-hmm. then it was passed to cash money after back that ass up came out yeah I don't think that's unfair to say no, to me this was like to me no limit was like Nikki. And uh, Bat That Ass Up was Bodak Yellow, where people started saying, oh, shit, wait a minute. Like, she about to be around for a little bit. So, I mean, if I was to uh, compare something like that, I would compare that. By the way, uh, Bow Wow didn't really come out until 2001. So we're a few years off there. Oh, okay. But um, I, I to get away from the No Limit Cash Money thing, he was asking where does Lil, Lil Wayne rank all time? So... Where would y'all put him? I don't. I know we don't have our whole top 10, 15, top 20 five. list. Yeah. Top five. Top, if he died, he'd be top five. Yeah. But he's still alive. So, um, I, all time. See, impact and longevity, I would say he has that. Lyricism, he's, I would say he has that. I think he's hurt his career and his current efforts being weak, in my opinion. But, I mean, at one point, he had a solid claim to being the best rapper in the game. And not a whole lot of rappers have that. So, I would say, in my top 10, he'd probably be a just barely made 10. Okay. Maybe a little bit higher. Yeah, that's kind of low. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge yeah. Lil Wayne fan, but I have yeah. to recognize, you know, how big he was. Actually... Yeah, I'll put him okay. ten. Yeah, I'll put okay. him on top ten for sure. Okay, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, all time. I mean, if somebody put Lil Wayne in their top five, I'm not gonna argue them down. Yeah, because you know he he had a movement and it lasted multiple years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I will. Me personally, um, I don't think he would. Me, uh, I wasn't a Wayne fan at all until like later on mm-hmm. when he um. When Go DJ came out, that's when I was like, "Oh shit, I think he I think he got something." That's when I kind of jumped on board a little bit, but I will probably have him like maybe around 6 without look going through the whole list. Okay. Maybe around 6 because um it was a point in time where you couldn't deny him at all. You couldn't deny his talent. That's true. Like you can say what you want about him. He he was kind he was flooding people he was pretty much flooding the music before Gucci Man was, where you couldn't even deny you couldn't deny shit from Wayne. You couldn't deny his verses. He was saying some corny shit, but it was kind of like whoever you talk to be like, yeah, man, but but Wayne, man, that's that's Wayne. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know people always had their opinions about certain artists, certain hot artists. But when it come to Wayne, it was kind of like, yeah, but that's Wayne, man. Yeah. Like, ain't nothing you could do about Wayne. It was the whole debate about the whole auto-tune thing where Jay-Z mm. tried to, you know, cancel the auto-tune. Yeah. People people was on board with that. Like, man, people, rappers using this auto-tune shit. 
But, you know, Wayne, that's a different story. It was always that conversation. So I think I think that on top of his impact with the mixtapes, him jumping on features, um, just being this lyrical monster, I, he definitely top 10. I would probably, all time, I would probably have around six or seven without looking at the whole list. Okay, that's fair. Jasmine, are you a big Lil Wayne fan? Where'd you put him? Uh, I am, but I think Landry probably wants to hear from y'all more so than my opinion. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all What's got beef, opinion? I forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, You're part of the podcast, Jasmine. You I think in. that Lil Wayne is in the top 10, but I also disagree with y'all about the whole error because I'm me, my family's from Louisiana, so I don't... I, that's a longer conversation to get into, honestly, in my opinion, as okay. far as Louisiana no rap and no limit and cash money. Like, I think that's a bigger topic than we really than we're willing to have right now. What's your beef with what we said? What about Lil Wayne and no? No, no, no. no I, I feel like you got a problem with she the no limit. That no limit lasted longer than what when Cash Money first came out, basically. No, I mean, I I agree with that, but. I just feel like their peak was more like towards 96, 97. That's when everybody was trying to get a no limit chain. Yeah. People was trying to buy the cheap, fake no limit chain at that time. But when Bad That Ass came out, that was kind of the turning point where people started looking at cash money. And I mean, like I said, it was still Louisiana, but I felt like that was kind of the turning point where people really started paying attention to this juvenile guy mm-hmm. because the the hot song i think that was the hot song in the south but people where i was from was kind of like man what the fuck is that but the back that ass uh came that song came out and i felt like that was a turning point like people started looking at bg people started looking at lil wayne people was crazy about lil wayne off of that last little verse that oh i God. never even cared for yeah, people oh, thought that man. was the most fire ever. Ugh. But, I, I mean, like, Lil, Lil Romeo was still out. It was still no lemon and stuff. But I felt like we wasn't, like, going crazy over Silk the Shocker. Mm-hmm. We wasn't going crazy over um, who, Mia X or yeah, whoever. Mr. Magic. Yeah, Mi- Mystical was still cool. But I think it was more cash money than no limit during that time. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. But not saying they they was out of business. Yeah. Jasmine, like you full of shit. <laughs> you don't know about little Romeo. I mean, he I'm not gonna keep arguing hits. back and forth. Like I said, my family is from Louisiana, so I so was I grew up on that. Uh, we don't have to argue about yeah. it. Just explain your point of view and why you think that uh, so, no limit so was actually you, bigger. So you you don't think. Um, I don't think that they were bigger. I just don't think that they died out. I think that they were still up and coming. I think that people were still definitely paying attention to them just as they were paying attention to cash money. I so think that depending on where you grew up and depending on what who was important to you or who the sound at the time of the culture that you were around, that may have determined who seemed bigger to you. But in Louisiana, everybody was the same to me. I don't feel like anybody outweighed anybody during that cash during that specific time in music. I think it took a while for there to be a disperse in who was bigger and who wasn't. But I don't think that that song and that that point in time and in in music is when the divide happened. Okay. 
When do you think the divide happened? Because it, it happened I think it took some time. I think the divide happened when, when cause that's not, the Hot Boys were out before, um, that was technically Juvenile Song. The Hot Boys were out before that, and they had they had plenty of recognition then. I think whenever the Hot Boys decided, like, the, uh, ended up separating, is that's when they became more of a bigger. Uh, I guess they grew a bigger audience to people, and people started paying attention to them more because of Lil Wayne and BG and different. They weren't paid attention to as much when they were a group together, more so as when they were individual acts. And uh, No Limit was never. They were always no limit together, more so than they were just into like I don't know the 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 breaking off of being individual solo acts was a bigger thing for Cash Money than it was No Limit. It but a group in it like if you're looking at the label in itself, both labels were just as pro- predominant at the time, in my opinion. No Limit was bigger than Cash Money at its height, I think, honestly. No like, limit, I think, over, was bigger at its height than Cash Money oh, was at its height. Oh no, no, I ain't no. But, I'm not saying that. Yeah, but I was just saying, as far as like, um, like what Landry said, the back that ass up kind of mm-hmm. passed the torch a little bit because, like, from where I came from, like, I, I'm not talking about Louisiana, but I felt like people start paying more attention to Cash Money. Yeah, than No Limit. Around that time, around 2000, 2001, not not saying, you know, uh, No Limit died out and they was out of business or whatever, but I felt like you start hearing more cash money than No Limit. Yeah. Because it was, a it, honestly, it's a different sound. I ain't going to say it's the same exact sound, but cash money brought this different type of style. Yeah. You had a, you, you had a song like, huh? Like, I never heard anything like that before. He was rapping off beat. It 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 sounds shitty, honestly, but that's one of my favorite songs now. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of brought something different, and people jumped on that. Okay. Well, Lil Wayne caused a big debate when he said that Cash Money as a collective was better than No Limit. Jasmine, what do you think about that statement? Do you think that's true? Uh, I think there would be no Cash Money if there was No Limit, so that can't be true. Okay. But do you think that the No Limit people were more talented than the Cash Money people, rap-wise? No, I listened to more Cash Money um, when it came down to it, individually more so. But I I don't know. I think that there would be no Cash Money if there was No Limit because No Limit paved the way for Cash Money. So I don't don't agree with that statement. All right. Yeah. Um, so next time we won't try to leave the questions for very last. <laughs> We're all too tired to debate shit. But uh, yeah, continue. If y'all have any questions, y'all want to send in and have us talk about, we will talk about it. Um, but fuck it, man. It's getting late. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. We all getting tired. Yeah. We gonna go ahead and peace out this podcast. <laughs> um, appreciate everybody following, retweeting, uh, listening. Uh, shout out to everybody. Um, you can, of course, follow Jasmine at Chitty Chitty Bass on all social media platforms. You can follow my man, Figgy, <laughs> at the Figgy Fig, still employed in radio yeah, right so now. Far. I know there have been some changes, but this <laughs> man's still here. Uh, at the Figgy Fig on all social media platforms. I am at the Ryan Rocket on Twitter and at Ryan.Rocket on Instagram. Fuck it, we tired, man. We out. <laughs> Two hours and 40-something minutes of fire. Fuck it, we good. Till next week, y'all. Peace.